Today on Gamerhead Radio, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Apple TV and on the Citadel. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie on Back Painkillers, Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan, not taking anything currently except for water, uh, Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! And I am Goat, way, way too high on allergy medicine. <laughs> uh, so, John, you're the odd one out here, it seems. I am, it seems. Man, what a, what like, Charlie's Charlie's got, like, back pain, so he's on, like, painkillers for his back. But I'm sitting here drinking water, goats talking about fucking uh, allergy medication. What a bunch of nerds, man. <laughs> God. Your, I mean, yours is legitimately hardcore. I mean, the story behind why you have such tremendous back pain may not sound as hardcore. It's the sweetest, most heartwarming thing I've ever heard. I was giving my niece a pony ride. Like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Um, the only thing, the only question I have is, is um, when your back is feeling better, um, how soon can Goat and I get pony rides? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going first, man. Oh, great. great. Break him before I, I get him. <laughs> I don't know. Go, you do seem like a sloppy seconds kind of guy. So, oh, um, God, <laughs> take what you can get. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, ever since, ever since you left, something happened. There was a bleed over and Charlie's gotten a little bit of your edge. <laughs> I, um, uh, well, I mean, somebody had to step up and fill in the gaps. And there so. you go. I commend you. <laughs> do what I can. Uh, so before we get into what we've been playing coming out this week in video games, on September 15th, uh, a lot. We've got Forza Motorsport 6 coming out on Xbox One, uh, the Gaia Triple Play Collection on PS3, uh, NHL 16 on the PS4 and Xbox One, and for those of you who are too cheap to have upgraded to a console yet, NHL Legacy Edition coming out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360, Earth Defense Force 2, Invaders from Planet Space on the Vita. <laughs> I don't understand that title. Uh, once again, Earth Defense Force 2, Invaders from Planet Space. So it's a planet called Space. So when you say you're going... That just seems confusing. Mm. It's on Vita. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pro Evolution Soccer is 2016, coming out on the PS3, PS4, 360, and the Xbox One. Destiny, the Taken King expansion, coming out on the PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and the Xbox One. Castles on the PS4. Bombing Busters on the PS4, also on the PS4. Flame Over. Uh, Frozen Free Fall Snowball Fight on the PS4 3 and the PS4. Goat looks horrified by that. It's just the fact of how like, is it like Frozen Frozen? Like that stupid uh, movie? I, I don't have context. <laughs> that stupid right movie. <laughs> uh, Invokers Tournament. That's a yeah uh, on the PS3 and the PS uh, on, and the uh, Vita Digital, which also appears to be a PS4 cross by. Um, Kitten Squad on the PS4. Overruled exclamation point on the PS4 and Senran Kagura 2 Deep Crimson on the 3DS. All that is on September 15th. Mm. On the 17th, we're getting Year Walk on the Wii U. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2016 setting the PC and World of Warships coming out of Windows. On the 18th, The Book of Unwritten Tales 2 on the Xbox One. And finally on the 20th, X, uh, Skylander Superchargers coming out on everything. Uh, specifically the PS3, the PS4, the 360, the Xbox One, the 3DS, the Wii, and the Wii U. So everything but the Vita and PC, it seems. Um, so, yeah. Everything without NFC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, basically. Um, so, yeah. Uh, go, you looking forward to uh, the, the new Forza? Yeah. <clears throat> Demo was good. Um, 
like I said last week, I was playing a little bit, and from the demo, they've they've dumbed it down. You actually might play a Forza now. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, because it's it's got that like like a little more arcadey. Not even arcadey. I mean, the physics are there. It's still real and all that stuff. But they're kind of they're kind of understanding that people like me and my crowd. We're going to buy them. We're, we're, it's the Final Fantasy of our world. <laughs> okay. You put Forza whatever, and we're like, yeah, sure, let's go. I bought it. And they need to start expanding it into the people who like who want a racing game but aren't, per se, professional racers in their pastime. <laughs> so do they put in like an easy mode for me, but they still have like the core mechanics for you? Um, or how does that work? The thing I noticed <clears throat> on the demo is like they have mods now. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. It's going to be a little rough with the voice and the allergies. Uh, Fair. Um, so like you have you know your normal Forza. Doing your thing, right? But now they have like mods where you can pick three mods and it, you know, it'll it'll buff your stats and you unlock those. You can get more traction, you can right. get more top speed, and, you know, little buffs. So it's kind of got that arcade feel of like unlockables. But I mean, they're not they're not gonna like it's not gonna be Need for Speed Underground anytime soon. Okay, but they're making a step that way. Okay, cool. cool. Oh well, we shall see. John, are you looking forward to any of these titles? Um, you know, to be honest with you, most of them really don't. It's a lot of it is stuff that I've already played, or because there's so many like re-releases coming out, you know, across yeah. different platforms. Um, the only thing on that list that that really strikes me as notable is is Destiny, and uh, I'm hearing nothing but good things about the changes they've made. I guess it seems like they're taking two fans a lot of feedback at heart. It um, seems like. But but I'm not going to buy it, and I'll explain why later. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, on my side of things. Yeah, I'm not particularly looking forward to anything on there either. Um, and looking at upcoming releases, it seems like the um, the next thing that's coming out that that that, that particularly has my attention is um, uh, on the what is it on September 27th? Lego Dimensions is coming out, and I'm 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 I did not expect to be looking forward to this as much as I am. No, Go. it makes sense. I mean, it's 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 all the geekery and Legos, and now you have a Skylanders that you're okay with buying. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm shocked that you're not going to download that Kittens game just based on the word Kittens. Um, I don't think that was for Vita, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kitten, oh, it's Kittens 1, PS4. don't have a PS4 yet. Um, oh, okay. So That's, you, but you, when you, he does... He sidestepped the Kitten game. Yeah, yeah. Um, this week, but, but it is only a matter of time. Mm. Um, it might be a time exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, for me it is. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, John, since uh, since you were absent last week, once again, thanks to Mister Gatto for uh, for for stepping in and hanging out with us. Um, Absolutely. And for also for the swag that he brought. Uh, yeah, good, he did. Swag, he spoiled us, and I don't even know the guy. What a what a swell fella. Indeed. Um, John may be um may be stabbing me in the back at some point for my for my dreadnought lanyard, which you can't have. Look, um, I'm wearing it right now. I I may or may not garrot you with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, it's okay. It's all right. Just let it happen, buddy. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, he's turned it on. He's wearing it, and he's turned it on, and it's all illuminated and awesome. Yeah. And, let's and be, let's, I just feel, let's, I feel inadequate now. Let's get a little specific here. It lights up. Mm-hmm. When John says he turned it on, it <laughs> lights up. Yeah, it, it is. It's like this really awesome, like, glowing red. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it would be harder for you to grab me with it if it's, if it's lit up. We I will... Just, uh, this, we, this is tactical. This is a, this is a strategic tactical. decision yeah, to Tactically... You made you made a sound decision. Uh, just just so everybody knows what we're talking about, we'll we'll slap a selfie of Charlie wearing it yeah. uh, on the old yeah, page yeah. there, we'll, so you we'll can put it up. understand what John meant by turning on Charlie. That's true. Um, <laughs> and, and for for those for those that speaking of garrot, I'm just gonna say that uh, uh, as an inside joke for some people who may listen to the show and get it, uh, garrot phantom strikes even at Gamerhead Radio. 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to need to explain that one later. Yes, but, yes, uh, I'll fill you in. But, uh, um, but John, you've got two weeks of gaming to catch up on. Two weeks so. of gaming. Um, the week that I was out for Metacon, I, I really didn't get much of a chance to play almost anything. Just Bravely Default. That's all I played. And not much of it uh, because it was between preparing for that show um, and then um, all the homework I did. I was, I was doing homework while I was at the convention between appearances on the convention floor. I was up in my room in my Fallon Flynn suit with my raccoon makeup on doing homework, reading chapters out of these books and getting it done. What a mm-hmm. fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's but, like, that's yeah. like Defcon 4 nerd. Oh man, you know what? Hey, shit's got to get done. It had to, it had to be done. Um, so I didn't, I didn't play a lot last week. Uh, this week though, I managed to squeeze in a little bit more time, which is, I don't know how, because I, I did more homework this week. Um, I played, uh, I took a break from consoles and I spent most of my week playing on, uh, my PC. Um, I have started playing World of Warcraft again, very, very lightly, very gently. Don't you judge me. No, how does that work? I'm doing nine tons of homework, so I picked up the longest, yeah, most time-consuming game. game. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I just, I, every once in a while I get an itch. I had an itch. I went back. I've got a level 89 character, you know, on there, and, uh, it's a level 89, uh, um, Horde, Death Knight, you know, um... It's a blood elf, and so I, I just go back every once in a while. Uh, I haven't played it much, just playing it. Um, then uh, let's see what else. I played a uh, a game that I have had for a long time, as tends to be the case whenever I'm doing anything regarding uh, Steam. It's always like, oh, I've had this game for two years, and I don't even know what the fuck it's about, because I keep buying stuff. I played a game called uh, Mars Warlogs. Uh, it's a really small, like, independent game that's... What are you looking at? You bought a Vita? No, it's no, and surprisingly, it is on Steam. It's a PC title, um, small company. I played. I I think that I played this because I really want to play Mad Max, and I don't have it yet. And this is a like steampunky, like uh, wastelandy, like wasteland on Mars kind of game, and sort of takes some cues from like Mass Effect in terms of how conversations branch out, and you know, it's got a kind of a third person combat system. I'm uh, I'm only an hour into it. It's interesting for what it is. It's low budget. The voice acting is not great. Um, but it's an interesting enough setting and interesting, engaging enough so far. I'll let you guys know how it is if I get through it later on. Um, I, I installed and, uh, started playing, uh, Shadowrun Returns, um, because I've had that for like a year and never played it. And that basically just plays like the XCOM games. It's very similar in style to the, the new XCOM games. Um, and then I played, because I never played it back in the day, but again, I've had it for a million years here. Uh, I installed and, and played that Atari uh, Ghostbusters game from a couple of years ago. Oh, Where they yeah. got like the whole cast assembled and did that. I just started playing through that. Um, That's random. I, yeah. I played that when it came out. What did you think of it? Um, uh, I'm only about two hours into it. I like it. It's it's entertaining. I mean, it's not aging that well visually. Like yeah. it, it looks a little wonky in spots. I remember it looking really good when it came out. Um, but the, 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 the part that counts the most is fun. Like the, yeah. you know... Uh, using a proton pack to zap ghosts and trap them is it feels like it should and it looks like it should and it sounds like it should and that's the most important thing the writing so far is kind of questionable and um the pretty much anything that comes out of peter venkman's mouth feels like this is what we think peter venkman would say not what peter venkman would actually say so it's, right. it kind of feels kind of forced other than that i'm enjoying it it's fun um i Finished with Ryan on, I finished the last portion of Halo 4's Spartan Ops, which is, it's taken us forever to get through. It's long. We finished it on Legendary. It's fu- it was fucking hard. It was fun, though. Um, 
and uh that was that was it you know i i got through as much as i possibly could uh you know this last week just to to have some new stuff to to try out and talk about and that was as good as it got for me all good stuff i'm enjoying everything i'm playing just really laid back stuff this week nothing like terribly crazy what about you goat uh i went the charlie route and i kept staring at my console all week and i was like <clears throat> i need to play video games I need to do this and i was like nah so the only thing i really played relentlessly was don't starve giant edition which mm. will it, it will consume your life anyways. I own that on Steam and have never played yes, it. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those games. It's awesome. Like you build your own thing and you gotta survive and all that. But like, it's that game where like you're like, oh, I only made it to day eight. I can do better. And you start over and you just keep trying to better yourself. And then you realize that like four days have passed in real time, and you've done nothing but try to get past days and don't starve and. Your cat's, you know, you neglect starving. Your real life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that's about it. I really, I just didn't, wasn't in the mood to game I this week. I had the same problem this week with consoles. I looked, I kept turning on my Xbox and kept looking at it and going, hey, I don't really want to play yeah. like anything on my Xbox. But that, that Ghostbusters week. game, I need to go back and revisit that because when I played it, it was on Wii. Yeah. And the waggle just, no. Yeah. No, that I couldn't, sounds like I couldn't bad do it. times, man. So I need to go back and like you revisit should. that fun. 360. It's fine. Charlie, what do you, did you please tell me you've done more to me? Uh, barely. Um, <laughs> played a couple more missions of uh, the new Metal Gear Solid. Um, I still have no idea what the hell's going on, but I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I, I'm I, the, just again the timeline about where where this takes place. I, I don't understand. Because it's like, well, I won't say much because I don't know what's. I, don't, I have no idea what. What's, I, I, I can I, tell I, you where it is I, on well, the timeline. L- let me say this real quick. I have so little understanding of what's going on. I don't even know what isn't isn't a spoiler. So. <laughs> well, that's the thing is is that okay, uh, okay on the timeline. So you've got, um, you know, Solid Snake, you know, which is newer, right. you know, Snake, and then right. you've got um, we we call him Dave. My brother and I call him Dave Snake and Jack Snake. Okay. Because one's name is David, the newer, his name, his actual name is David, and then the uh, big boss snake, his name is Jack. Okay. And uh, so that's how my brother and I, whenever we're like, hey, um, you know, I was talking about playing a game, Dave Snake, and, you know, which sounds fucking ridiculous when I say it out loud now. <laughs> it sounds like context. a porn star. It does. Ooh, gross. Yeah, true. Um, but, uh, so big boss, if Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place during, like, the Soviet War, you know, during, like, the Cold War and all yep. that stuff... Um, this game is a sequel to Metal Gear Solid 3. So Metal Gear Solid 4 effectively wrapped up and ended the um, Solid Snake, David Solid Snake, Snake Adventures. Okay. This is closing out the Big Boss, sort of how Big Boss became Big Boss. So this is in the past? This is in the past. This is not but now. The, te- the, the technology <laughs> that's in this game mm-hmm. is not in the past. So it has always been, though. If you look at Metal Gear Solid 3 with the Shagohod, which I still think is the dumbest name for yeah. anything ever, and I love <laughs> saying it. Um, the Shagohod. Um, if you look at that, that's, you know, for 1960s Cold War technologies, no. hideously improbable, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not, not, I guess not too far outside of the realm of possibility in that, but you got to remember this when the original Metal Gear on Nintendo happened, that game took place in the eighties. So we're not that far behind on the timeline because if Metal Gear Solid three took place in the, I think it was the sixties and then, um, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Portable Ops and Peace Walker Mm -hmm. are kind of the middle games between Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5 um, that further how Big Boss became Big Boss and assembled, you know, everybody that became um, part of Outer Heaven and 
you know, uh, uh, the original Foxhound, then those two games are further in terms of time, you know. Okay. Metal Gear's in the 70s, or 60s, uh, Portable Ops and Peace Walker are in the 70s, and Metal Gear Solid Five, I believe, takes place in the 80s. Um, mid-80s, I believe it is. Okay. So if the technology seems more modern than Metal Gear Solid 3, it should. It's, you know, 20, 20 years ahead of time gotcha. at that point. Okay. But it is definitely older than the current Metal Gear games. So I understand, but I'm still confused. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, as it should be. When did Metal Gear and, Z- and, and Z- uh, Zelda get the same kind of timeline yeah. oh yeah like, like, like yeah yeah it just doesn't fucking matter i'm convinced yeah. that they just throw like blindfold kojima just throws fucking darts at like the calendar you know <laughs> old calendars and wherever it lands this is where the game takes place let's do that um so that is ish for those of you that might have been able to follow that's as close as i can possibly muster to explaining where it is on the timeline having not played through the fifth one myself and only kind of getting that information from my brother and okay. understanding where it's at All so, right. so um, five before four but not a little bit after three where they where they closed off um, Solid Snake, the story with Metal Gear Solid Four, they're closing off Big Boss's story with Metal Gear Solid Five and bringing it full circle. So okay. theoretically, this game should end where the original NES Metal Gear starts. I would imagine. I don't know. I haven't finished it. Okay. Theoretically, gotcha. for me. All right. So um, so then, aside from that, um, I, uh, I I remembered that I never finished the newest episode of Tales from the Borderlands, and so I went back and I finished that, and um, it ended a lot stronger than it started. Um, I will say I, I won't say much more than this for those who haven't played it yet, but um, the shootout at the end of uh, Chapter Four in the in Episode Four of Tales from the Borderlands is about one of my favorite things in the series so far. Wow, that's awesome. All, that's all I'll say. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna get caught up on that. I have three and four to get through. Because you said three was a little on the wimpy side. Uh, no, four started a oh, week okay. for me is what it was. Um, but then it, it picked back up quite a bit. Um, so I really a, a lot of laugh out loud moments. Right on. Um, so yeah, really yeah, back to full enjoyment on that series. Right on. So, very good. Um, but uh, that that's that's been it for me. And so now that you know what we've been doing in the last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry's been doing the last week in video gaming. Okay, coming in at number five this week, Mega Man Movie and Development at X-Men Studio Report says... Collective sigh. Uh, <sighs> okay. Do I not want there to be a Mega Man movie? No. It's fine if they do it right. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the article. Um, a Hollywood adaptation of Capcom's Mega Man series is in development with 20th Century Fox and Sheridan Entertainment attached to the project, according to a report from the tracking board. Goats already... <laughs> oh, God. I really you just said so already did the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, the website states development has started with David Reddy, um, who read Jack Ryan and uh, Michael Finfer, uh, the Tooth Fairy, as in like that horror movie, The Tooth Fairy, they did a few years back. Oh, that, that, that cinematic masterpiece, yes. Oh, it was delightful. <laughs> Overseeing the project on behalf of Sharon Entertainment, a production company that specializes in developing properties for movies and TV. 20th Century Fox, meanwhile, is reportedly being represented by Mike Ireland and Ryan Horrigan, um, you know, who both worked on uh, tw- Noah and 12 Years a Slave, reputable movies-ish. Um, there is no mention of the extent of Capcom's involvement, if any, <laughs> which sounds about right. 
Uh, Capcom has yet to uh, has not yet officially addressed the rumors of the Mega Man movie. Um, this original came from from GameSpot. Uh, they did this article, so GameSpot reached out to the company for a statement. Additionally, the project has not been revealed in an official capacity by 20th Century Fox or Sheridan Entertainment. I mean, there are names attached to this. Obviously, uh, something is brewing. Otherwise, there wouldn't be names attached. Um, so. Obviously, Capcom's had some success financially with movies in the past. The Resident Evil games became movies, and whether or not you like those movies or whether or not they're good, every single one of those movies have, has been a, a, even if it's been a critical failure, has been a financial success. Every one of them. And to counter that point, I say Street Fighter. Yeah. Ooh, sheesh. <laughs> yeah. They just put and that I back have... into Netflix. I just, well, just want to get drunk and watch it and yell at my TV. <laughs> Street Fighter is like Mario Brothers. I mean, that was before they took video game movies seriously. So, I mean, like, I, I don't well, know. They certainly yeah. set the, the standard. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Um, I, I mean, to give you guys an idea of just how successful those Resident Evil movies were, um, Resident Evil Retribution and Resident Evil Afterlife, 240 and $300 million dollars. Worldwide. So for movies that theoretically had no business making that kind of money, they made money. So who's to say they won't just take Mega Man and turn it into something ridiculous that has nothing to do with what the property is like, kind of like Resident Evil uh, became, I guess, and make it a popular movie. Do you guys think Mega Man can work as a live action movie? I think uh, I think now Mega Man is going to be a gritty, uh, gritty crime action drama um, with um, in, in, in the it, it's going to be a Western. Um, yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah, you know, because, it's, because it's, it's, you know, why piece. Why stay true to the source material? Nah, I mean, yeah, really. no, no um, you know, I think if they take this in the in the direction of like Big Hero Six, you know, like so 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 CGI, I could see it doing quite well. Live action, I think, would be an absolute disaster. Yeah, I I couldn't see it happening. You yeah. know, I mean, because Mega Man, while it had some, especially with like Mega Man X, looked a little more serious in its art design and presentation. You know, cartoony sort of anime art style. I don't you know, know if it, I, I don't know if more serious. This more looked more like. More anime, I guess, is, the, yeah, is yeah, how yeah, I would yeah. put it. Um, um, yeah. As opposed to, like, the cute, bubbly original Mega Man. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, if they do it as a CGI movie, it might work, but they got to do it right or no one's going to give a shit. You know? Yep. Goat already doesn't give a shit. Look at him. Well, no, I mean, you've got 20th Century Fox. There, They got a great, great reputation. Uh, <laughs> that's part of the fucking problem. Uh, that's at Wolverine thing, Studios. That's not no, that's Fantastic it. Four Studios. Right? Yeah, that, right, that, that right, was doing yeah. great. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, you're you're on an '80s kind of thing with really weak source material. That's the thing. There hasn't been. I mean, like there hasn't been a relevant new Mega Man property in for forever. Long Do people time. care? I mean, like gamers care. Like you know, like people who like grew up with Mega Man care. Sure. Do do do. Call of Duty players? I mean, like like no, modern gamers? Do they no. even know who Mega Man is? Actually, I think most people who know who Mega Man is today only know who Mega Man is because Mega Man is in Smash Brothers. If Mega Man was yeah. not in Smash Brothers right now, there is an army of kids out there right now that would have no fucking idea, nor would they care who Mega Man is. Wait, wait, is he's tragic. popular. He's one of the, the sought-after amiibo. Yeah, because well, he's in Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> well, who cares where he's at? People don't care. And this is for, again, we do this every movie. Every movie. It's not for us. It's for the guy who goes every Friday to go to a movie and goes, what the hell's a Mega Man? Oh, ticket, please. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that was a pretty cool action flick with the blue guy. But you know what, yeah. though? The, the thing with Mega Man is, is unlike a lot of, like, they could try a million different ways to make, reboot, remake, and try and make Sonic relevant again. I think Sonic is just a relic of the past. I don't think that you can make Sonic relevant in the way he used to be, but Mega Man has licensing potential. Like, if, if a movie studio took the Mega Man brand seriously with all of the fucking 
bots that he fights, all of the villains that he fights against, the Cutsman, Gutsman, you know, whatever. Like, there's so many guys. You could admit, there's a marketing blitz, man. Well, did you see that helmet that Think Geek just came out with? Hell yeah, that thing is awesome. It was gorgeous. This is easy. We do a movie. We come out with Megalanders. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on the way. The only thing that's going to save this for me is the fact that they took Need for Speed and they made it a movie. And people actually went and seen it. So there's a saving grace that you could take something that really shouldn't be a movie and is very, very loosely. Everybody wanted to see Need for Speed because they wanted to see Jesse Pinkman call someone bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it wasn't Thinky. I guess it was from the, the Capcom replica store. But mm. still, I mean, like, either way, it's gorgeous. Did you I see think this it's fantastic. I'm showing up in a picture right yeah. now, so now we've seen it. It's... Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's 150 bucks, but I mean, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's not that gorgeous. Yeah, it no, is. No, you don't think so? I think it looks great. No. I I would love to buy that, wear it, show up to work in it, and get fired. It would be <laughs> the greatest day ever. Maybe on my last day of work, I'll I'll show up wearing that and yeah. nothing else. If if you guys want to see this, we'll throw up a link to it. Now for available for pre order for one hundred fifty dollars shipping winter twenty fifteen. Um, and but, if you bought the if you bought the Buster from Think Geek, you're uh, that's right. Think Geek had the yeah, Buster. You're, you're, you're two pieces that's closer. That's true. That's true. That's and right. then just um, get one of those um, blue. Um, what do they call those? Like spandex bodysuits they sell Let's at the party stores. Get some blue pajamas, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some uh, some bicycle or skateboarding pads. There, yeah, you're there on you your go. way. That's you it. Go. That's it. One step closer to never ever ever getting laid for the rest of our lives. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and step away at this point and move to number four for the week. Um, several great mobile games from EA have been yanked from the App Store. Um, EA is in the middle of some very, very bizarre dealings, having, uh, having taken several of its popular titles off the App Store with no warning and no explanation. This took place, according to Touch Arcade, about 10 days ago, and strangely includes several really great games from the brand, some of which I own. Um, so this, this story is... Uh, I've got some thoughts on this. Um, it's bizarre that these titles are no longer available for download, especially since several of them were and still are extremely fun downloads, like Dead Space, Need for Speed Shift, Mass Effect Infiltrator, or even Burnout Crash. Um, why was it necessary to remove them entirely? These are, these are like, it's not like a, you can't download them anymore after a certain point or by, they're gone. They don't exist for people who have purchased them. Like myself, I own two of those games. I cannot ever download them again if I did not already have them on my phone or tablet. So this is the mobile versions of those games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know they made yes. that many yeah, mobile yeah, yeah. versions. And, and I'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a second because I have the, the dead space and the mass effect infiltrator game, both of which are outstanding. They're really good representations of those brands. Um, hopefully there's going to be some sort of silver lining to the removal, but to be honest, I, I, I the, you, what, what's up? This is simple. What? It's, it's right in front of your face. We've talked about it. EA has a new, new service. They're pulling it all out. They're going to put it on their service so they can get all their money without anybody else involved. Uh, that would be a fantastic argument if you could download anything onto your iPhone or iPad from anywhere other than the app store. Yeah, that's exactly so, it. But yeah. I mean, really? these yes. are not the first games or like paid games or paid apps to vanish into thin air. What if it's you have been Apple happening TV? for years. Uh, it's still the App Store. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all not, tied it's not, to it's not one like an, it, yeah. It's not like shop. Android where you can get like like there's like the Amazon App Store and there's like other app stores and you can basically you, know, you can yeah, it's, yeah, it's Apple. Oh, yeah, I understand it. It's yeah. Apple. Or but even for me, operating mm. on an Android phone, Mass Effect Infiltrator and Dead Space are gone. They're well, gone. The, 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 see, the, the difference is that the, you can still get them. 
like yeah, not sure. not through official channels. No, I'm talking but about from the actual them. app store. No, I understand from the, from the Play Store. I, I, I yeah, understand, but not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You you know, if if an Android owner really still wanted to find these out on the internet, they could mm-hmm. still get them and download them and install them and play them. For for iOS owners, they're just SOL. In the instance of unless Mass you're Effect jailbroken, Infiltrator. I have Mass Effect Infiltrator was on Android, but I did have an iPod Touch and mm-hmm. Dead Space. I did own on the App Store. That's mm-hmm. where I had Dead Space. And these were, if I remember right, when I originally purchased them, maybe six or seven dollar games, five ninety nine, mm-hmm. six ninety nine. Um, so it's not a tremendous loss of money, but this is this is a primary example of why I will forever argue for physical media. I don't believe that any company should be able to take what I paid for away from me because what hap- what's happening in gaming is when you buy a game digitally, you're not really buying them anymore. You're licensing them. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and that to me is it's a waste of money. You're just pissing money down the drain. Um, essentially, just because companies don't want to pay the cost on on you know. Um, the creation and distribution of physical media and packaging, which is, you know, I understand it saves them a lot of money, but if you're going to cut corners and, and not go that route, then let us keep our fucking games, man. This is the, 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 we've covered it before. This is the hiccup I have. If I'm dropping 60 bucks, I'm going to physically have that in my hand. I yeah. do not want to put sixty dollars in the wind for something like this to happen. Yeah, no. If if it were if it were an issue of of like if these were full priced games that people bought at one point and then they're just gone from existence, PT style, I think people would be really mad mm-hmm. about it. You know, but the lines are going to get blurrier with that coming up anyways. Because look at how many games like with games with gold and PlayStation Network games that are free every month. And then uh, the the glut of titles that go on sale on those two systems every single month, and games on Steam being five and six dollars a month for full fledged titles, the value of games um, is not what they used to be on a consumer level. Well, and it's getting weird now because I went to go get the collector's edition pre ordered for Forza Six. There's no physical version of that. You can only get the ultimate edition uh, digitally. Weird. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, the, um, yeah, so I found, um, I dug up, apparently they, they quietly announced this on their own uh, help.ea.com site on the day that they were pulling them out. Apparently this happened on September 1st, and they, it was so quiet that people just didn't notice right away. Um, their, 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 their release, their, their announcements reads, on September 1st, 2015, we will be removing some of our older mobile titles from the mobile app stores. We will not be supporting or updating these games going forward. We are focusing our efforts on developing new and exciting titles, as well as bringing new content and updates to existing popular games. And then they list all the games that are being removed. Um, this is dumb. Dead Space and Mass Effect Infiltrator are single-player games with no, like, leaderboard components or online play components. The Dead Space game was literally a Dead Space, like a full-fledged Dead Space game. It played like Dead Space. Yep. You, there was nothing for you to not to, to add to it or support. You weren't. There was no trouble well, to you to so support these things. The only thing I could think of, which is wrong, but the only thing I can think of is that they didn't want to have to make because you know with uh, like for my job we have an app that we put out that we haven't really majorly changed in over a year uh over two years really aside from little little bug fixes here and there but nonetheless every time a new version of ios comes out because it's an ipad app uh it's not that we have to recertify it it's just that there's there's um 
there's changes in the in the uh, versions of iOS that we have to accommodate for. Mm-hmm. And so, but we could choose to just leave it on the App Store and not touch it and basically set it to say, because when you have something sitting on the App Store, you can say these are the versions of iOS and these are the devices that, that this will be available for people to download yeah. on. So we could say, because iOS 9 is just about to come out, so mm-hmm. this is in my head right now. And so... Um, you know, we could say this is only available for people with iOS 8 and under. Yeah, I've experienced they, that myself with that iPod Touch. It's old now, and I've tried to download some newer yep. things, and they're like, sorry, it just won't run on this. Yeah, and know? so that's that's the more common thing is that they won't let you play it on older stuff. Which that's reasonable Yeah, to but me. the EA could have easily just said this is only available for people running iOS yeah. 8 or, and under if they didn't want to update all these games for iOS 9. It's left it at that. It doesn't doesn't cost them or like you know they it doesn't do it require any extra effort on their part to just let yeah. them sit on the app store for people to download sure they could just say like you know they could have put out a release and say like you know if you guys find problems with these games we're not updating them anymore they could just left them there unless they feel like yeah. that would tarnish their reputation by if having these were free to play games i would say that's fine no problem but yeah. i paid money for these games yeah. because i pay i paid for them under the understanding that i own them yep apparently that's not so that's the case. ingenious charlie what what you just you just put them up there and be like these only work on these these versions right right you wait two or three months you get the buzz going that the you know these these are you know you put a little release out says hey these are going to work real well with your new phone and stuff like that uh-huh. wait two three months and then have a big retro sale and just make a ton of money on them at half price i mean who knows with uh. ea you know but i mean they they're they're they've gotten to be kind of sneaky about quietly doing things remember yeah. a couple of years ago they were a bunch of older games that they just shut the servers down for online. Like they didn't even oh, yeah. kind of tell anybody they were doing it. And then after they shut them down, people were pissed and they were like, these are the games that you can't play anymore that you paid for. <laughs> they don't care. FIFA 16's around nah, the corner. They'll make all their money God. for the year. They can do whatever the hell they want. Woo. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's shitty EA. Stop doing that. <laughs> eh? You mm-hmm. know, or at least give the people who paid for them, some sort of back way backdoor method to access them, you know, don't take them away from people who paid money for those games. Yeah. Now, again, just to reiterate, if you if you had previously downloaded these games and still have them on your devices, then you still have them and mm-hmm. you will be able to continue to use them so on and so forth. Just don't delete them because you can never get them back again. That's it. And I made the mistake of deleting both and I can't yep. get them back. Yep. And I never finished Mass Effect Infiltrator and that bothers me. So, not that like elongate the story longer than it needs to be, but it, this just popped in my head. So you guys are anti against this. How do you guys feel about when Xbox Live does the exact same thing with older games? I feel the same. Okay. I feel the same way. I Absolutely the same. Yeah. Just, just stay there for, it's, forever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just sitting on. I mean, it's, <clears throat> how much space does it really take on on Microsoft servers to like continue to host these old games? I mean, if like, you're giving me, if they take every games with gold game I've ever downloaded away from me, I would be perfectly okay with that because I didn't pay anything for those. If yeah. I pay one red cent for a game on your on, on your store, it's mine. it is mine. I get it. It's mine, and if it's yeah. not. Then be up front with people and tell them you may lose this at some... Just tell people we're Netflixing you. This is going to be gone because yeah. it's licensed to you. Yeah. Be honest with me and at least give me the option to determine whether or not I want to spend money on your license. But yep. call it what it is. Don't paint a turd pink and tell me it's not a turd. Agreed. Mm. Pink turd. Imagine that. Oh. Moving on to number three this week. Pokemon Go could be amazing and maybe a bit dangerous. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. The words alternate reality game were the last thing some hardcore Pokemon fans wanted to hear. Um, it's a spinoff. It's on mobile. 
you can't play from the comfort of your home, and yet Pokemon Go could be the shot in the arm that the monster collecting series needs. Does it need a shot in the arm? I don't think it fucking does. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure every release that comes out on whatever Nintendo platforms is plenty, plenty good. Uh, the key lies with Niantic, the developers who are working on Pokemon Go. Uh, normally, this sort of partnership might be cause for side-eye. People find it easier to trust that uh, that game-freak Nintendo <laughs> or the Pokemon company would mess up their own beloved franchise. But based on what Niantic has worked on before, things are looking pretty good. You know, we've talked about Niantic here in the past on the show, uh, Ingress. Yep. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Niantic was, um, for a long time, uh, a subsidiary, a known subsidiary of Google. Mm-hmm. And they are now free agents. They yes. are no longer associated with Google. And I, I guess I'm beginning to understand why yeah. at this point. <laughs> um, and, and at this point, I, I'm sure if this game does what it's probably going to do, they'll do just fine. <laughs> um, so perhaps you've heard of Ingress, Niantic's previous game. Um, Kotaku's written about it, which is where this article was originally published before. Uh, we've talked about it on Gamerhead Radio here, and over 7 million people have played it over the last few years. Big picture, it's a game where people use phones and real-world locations to set up portals at interesting landmarks. Players are split into factions that often war with one another for control over those points. I can't stress this enough. If you guys have not played Ingress yet, go do it. Not only is it do you meet some interesting people and it's a really cool social experiment, but you will find landmarks, interesting things in the town you live in you didn't even know were there. Yep. It gives you a great a great reason to go out and walk and get off your ass and go do things too. It's great. Um, so consider Ingress doesn't have the sort of cutesy branding that inspired a worldwide mania make over make believe creatures like Pikachu. Um, and while we might while all we have right now is a snazzy trailer, which you guys can find anywhere on YouTube, it's very easy to check out. Um, a snazzy trailer that might may not be indicative of what the actual experience is like. It's just that Ingress gives us a good sense of just how crazy Pokemon Go could be. Um, so concretely, we know that Pokemon Go is a game where people will have to travel to real-world locations to capture, trade, or battle monsters. This detail, along with the fact that the game, uh, game requires interacting with other people in real life, opens up a lot of possibilities. So imagine, for example, having to travel to an actual volcano to capture a Charizard. Pokemon are region-specific, after all. So imagine making eye contact with another stranger, feeling the need to challenge them right there, just like you would in games. Imagine banding together with other players to form a real-world Team Rocket whose sole aim is to cause havoc and steal Pokemon. Ingress certainly had its share of trolls. It did, and still does. Um, Or what if people take it upon themselves to free Pokemon from their masters? Imagine real-world Pokemon leagues forming, complete with actual gym leaders or elite fours, uh... Can't even fathom all the cool things that could happen. Never mind the bonkers things that probably will happen. Um, you know, a lot of what it is with this so far is speculation because they haven't really released a lot of information about what what the game is going to actually play like. But it's not hard to imagine just based on ingress. I mean, there's a there's a million directions they could go with this thing. Yep. You know. You know, and on, on top of on top of the fact that the game is going to use your phone and is obvi- I mean, people assume is going to be some sort of GPS based game uh, akin to Ingress. They actually have an accessory that uh, that you can pick up optionally for the game as well. Charlie's got some information on that. 
Yeah, so it's it's a little bracelet, which um, I, I I will leave my personal opinions about the design of it. Um, the uh, it's called the Pokemon Go Plus, and it's a basically it's a little Bluetooth accessory that connects to your phone and will notify you about events in the game, such as the appearance of a Pokemon nearby, using an LED and vibration. So um, it's uh, probably a way because one of the things about Ingress is that um, most Ingress players will tell you that when you're playing Ingress, it absolutely decimates your battery crushes so yeah just because it's constantly doing gps and just you know it's it's pretty much using every sensor on the phone uh, consistently i know people that keep up to three like full battery packs charged at all times just to play ingress it's disturbing yeah so this is a good way so that um you can get notifications information about the game without having to have your phone on and like be staring at the screen all the time um in addition uh players can catch pokemon or perform other simple actions by pressing the button on the device and so um um, you, go, you were theorizing that there might be a way to uh, basically like a Pokeball, I think. It was, you know, that, yeah, so um, something like that. Yeah, I, um, I think so. And and like you said, a battery saver. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it is balls ugly, man. It's. Uh, yeah. I think it's made more for kids because it, it, it's literally a Pokeball and it's very tacky. But <clears throat> I'm hoping they do one thing correctly. And for like, you know, people of my age bracket who don't want to wear a giant Pokeball on their wrist. Um, if you could just put it on my, my watch, that'd be great. Um, that could be. Um, at the very least, you could... You, I mean, I'm sure you don't have to have it on your wrist. You could throw it in your bag, and it would do... You know, you wouldn't feel it vibrate, but... Um, Might make more sense, like too, for, for there to keys. be, yeah. like, an optional app for you to put on, like, a smartwatch. Yeah. If you are a smartwatch yeah, yeah, yeah. owner. It's a wearable. You know, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, being Check an email. You but know. It, it's kind of funny, um, you know, considering it, it's coming from Ingress that was previously owned by Google. The um, the way that the bracelet is designed, it's a Pokeball, but the the bottom of it drops down into a point that looks exactly like a Google, uh, Google Map pin. I think that I think that's kind of interesting and potentially ironic there. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I've I've never I've never been big into the Pokemon games, but this is interesting enough. Yeah, yeah. That um, I might check it out. Well, there's um, an install base that comes with Pokemon that yeah. Ingress did not have in a different sort of way. Even though there's millions of people playing, I don't. I doubt actively playing Ingress right now. But um, I don't know, man. The potential for this sort of stuff uh, is it's huge. You know. Yep. And of course, there's going to be in-app purchases. Um, an article on a. Pokemon.com confirms. Yeah, they haven't so, detailed yeah. what that's going to be either, yep. but well, it's, uh, it's going to be there. It's I'm, probably Master Balls. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say. Your upgraded balls. <laughs> and um, and, uh, and outfits and health and other inventory yeah. items for your Pokemon to use in battles. I don't pay extra like milk upgrade my balls. Uh, that's, um, I'm fine with them the way they are. Boy, I think for you guys, especially Charlie, <laughs> you'll get sucked into this because you go on your runs. Now you have a reason to go running. That's yeah, that's true. You'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go run the... on different paths." Even exactly, you're like, "Well, I don't, I haven't been down here. I need to go check this out." <laughs> but you know, it really makes me wonder how regional they're gonna make some of these Pokemon. Like, if there's Pokemon, for example, that are only um, available in Japan, for example, which I'm sure there will be um, via trades and um, and uh, and traveling. I wonder how many. I wonder if we're gonna see people like going on like. Pokemon vacations? Yeah, basically. I hope they don't make it that extreme because if certain people... I mean, if they do it, they have to tie it to your account. Hopefully they don't make it some sort of a physical part of the game, like download to the game because if you have shit on your phone, people are going to start stealing each other's phones and shit crazy stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. That, and I'm guessing a lot of the rares and stuff like that will probably be an in-app purchase. So if you don't travel as much... 
I actually disagree with you. I don't see them making Pokemon themselves being in-app purchases. Yeah, I, I other mean, resources like, to help capture yeah. or train. Or you yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I guess you can get the trade forums and... And hustle yeah, and hustle. yeah. So I think you're going to see trades. So like you, you know, if if uh, if they have a Pokemon that's like only available in like Japan or Ireland or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that you're gonna, you know, if somebody gets a hold of one of those here in the states, it's either be they went there or this Pokemon got like traded through like three or four people to get. Could kind of play I mean, out like a virtual yeah. like TCG, really. You know, it's gonna turn yeah, out, something like that. It's gonna turn out to people paying ten to thousand dollars for a digital Pokemon on eBay. Well, now. <laughs> The um the the upside to at least Android players of this is that um using the uh, Android developer tools is actually pretty easy for for develop development purposes. You can basically fake your phone's GPS location, and um Ooh. so um so so Charlie's yeah. gonna have every Pokemon ever invented and never leave his house. <laughs> yeah, man, that's I I I will. <laughs> I, I will take advantage of situations in games where I'm stuck to be able to get past points. I'm stuck. That's outright like cheating. It takes all the fun out of it, though. I don't think I'll do that. Uh-huh. You guys yeah. will just send me on a world tour and tell me to pick up three of everything. Yes, that. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Look, man, I'll tell you this, though. And If they do make Pokemon locked to certain regions, I'm never going to Switzerland. I'm <laughs> never going to Switzerland. No, you but know. you just need to find somebody who has been. And is willing to trade yeah. away whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Could be interesting. You know, we'll see. Mm. We'll keep an eye on it as it uh, kind of comes out with a little more information. I'm sure. I'm we'll excited. About it. Yeah, it's gonna be. It'll cool. get me out of my house. I, I like <laughs> Charlie. I'm not. I have nothing against Pokemon, but I'm not a huge Pokemon person. But I'll, I'll play it. Fuck you yeah, I'll play it. Missed out. Yeah. Apparently, I did. Everybody tells me I missed the boat on that. But uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll just, get on board here just, once this comes out. Just pick one up. There's two out for the 3ds. You're new to the 3ds. Just pick one of the two they just came out with. Right on. <laughs> done and done. Uh, moving on to number two this week. Uh, I know that last week there was some discussion about the uh, legal troubles that were settled between uh, Marty O'Donnell and uh, Bungie. And uh, this week there's been uh, more trouble in regards to <laughs> the exchange between these two parties. Uh, Bungie slams composer Marty O'Donnell in response to arbitrator ruling. Bungie and chief executive Harold Ryan haven't quite let go of the Marty O'Donnell affair, it seems. A week after an arbitrator issued a ruling that Bungie had to restore lost pay, lost profits, and confiscated stock to the former Bungie composer, the, com- the company's lawyers have filed a legal response to the award. After an 18-month legal fight, O'Donnell won an award from arbitrator Sharon Armstrong on September 3rd. She ruled that when Bungie fired the creator of the music for Halo and Destiny in the spring of 2014, it violated his contract. Now Bungie and defendant Harold Ryan, chief executive of Bungie, have fired off their own response to the order. The case appeared to expose a rift over creative freedom between Activision, the publisher of Destiny, uh, which is the publisher of Destiny, and Bungie, the developer, as well as a rift between the CEO and the composer. So this shit is gnarly ugly. Um, interestingly, Bungie and Ryan do not oppose the order confirming the uh, confirming and enforcing the award. So they don't they're not actually denying that they're in the wrong in this regard. Um, Rather, they ask that the award be enforced to all parties and its entire and in its entirety. So O'Donnell's legal counsel, uh, Tom Buscaglia, said he thinks that Bungie is just trying to get a final jab in with their side of the story and the legal history so that the press can write about it. In other words, the point of filing appears to be that Bungie wants to say that O'Donnell's epic win wasn't as epic as he said it was. <laughs> well. Um, Bungie is attempting to use the court case uh, as a public forum to push their narrative. They have filed a 12-page response to Marty's motion to enforce the final ruling that spins, slants, and at times flat-out misrepresents the final ruling. Um, This concludes with them agreeing with the motion by Marty's litigator that an order enforcing the ruling is appropriate. So even though they're saying that it was an appropriate ruling, they're still trying to tear it down and make him sound like shit. 
Um, he the, so this is this is again uh, Marty O'Donnell's uh, legal counsel. Um, Buscaglia added, so the only per, the only reason for them to file this is to make a public record uh, for the PR. The prior ten pages of garbage. This is his direct quote. Of garbage is an obvious and transparent attempt at damage control by recasting the ruling as a huge win for Bungie. <laughs> but all they won was the ability to strip Marty of uh, of him possessing or performing his music, uh, his music of the spheres, his opus as a composer. So really they're implying that they, they hit him where it hurts the most because what he considers to be his finest arrangement and his finest piece of music as a composer, they took the ability for him to do anything with that away from him. He can't perform it he can't nothing man um they were not uh they were not awarded any damages they just made him give back how petty is this they just made him give back all of his copies of the cd to the music he composed and recorded with sir paul mccartney along with some t-shirts and coffee mugs <laughs> uh, uh or excuse excuse me uh buscaglia closes out by saying as far as i'm concerned this big win was nothing more than a petty vindictive effort to personally hurt marty by using copyright law to take any right he had to the amazingly beautiful music that he spent over a year of his career making they even made him return promotional copies of the music of the sphere cd and now they want to trumpet this as a huge victory <laughs> instead i think this was despicable and they ought to be ashamed of themselves um, Bungie notes that it won something in the arbitration as well. O'Donnell has to give back, uh, you know, to Bungie any CDs for the music of uh, from Destiny, an eight-part orchestral suite dubbed Music of the Spheres that he had in his possession. Part of the original dispute was that Activision dragged its feet in publishing the music, which O'Donnell worked on for a couple of years with ex-Beatle Paul McCartney. Um, Bungie's counsel alleges that O'Donnell's attorneys filed a motion to accept the award without taking up Bungie on an offer to file a joint acceptance. And this seems like a small matter, but Bungie alleges that O'Donnell refused to file jointly because he wished to frame, frame the award as only granting him rights and remedies, framing he immediately used the wage, uh, uh, a mis- he used it to wage a misleading public relations campaign against Bungie and Ryan. Uh, in other words, uh, Bungie filing is entirely about how the history uh, recorded within the legal record should be perceived by the press. So they're saying that it's still not accurate, and that I mean, I, it doesn't fucking matter. Bungie, stop it! <laughs> like I, I was actually inches from reinstalling Destiny this week and possibly looking into picking up the Taken King because my first appearance on this show, I complained about how it's a great engine. With nothing to do, and it's it's just a time burner. And you know what? I've heard nothing but good things about the feedback they've taken from fans, what they're doing, how they've adjusted the game to make it more fun, more accessible, so you can play for 45 minutes and not waste your time. But you know what? Based on how they've handled the expense of these expansions, how expensive it's been to play Destiny, how poorly designed the game was at the outset, and how they're behaving, I don't want to give them my money anymore. I don't. And even though I kind of want to try out the new Destiny stuff, I'm not going to. They lost my money with this shitty behavior. Yeah, the the only positive thing I can say for them, really, um, out of this entire situation is, um, uh, from a this is by far the absolute best example of PR spin I have ever seen in my entire life. Like this is um, this is them taking a situation and make and doing their absolute best to make it look as good for them as possible, and for people who who have been paying attention to the situation like us, we know that it's complete and total spin. Yeah, but, oh, um, massively. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. look, having having been a party to and worked on things that made it into games for like sound and audio with mm-hmm. my brother, 
there are always two sides to every story. And maybe it was not a friendly or polite thing, but I like to think that since 2001 or before, when Marty O'Donnell was composing music from ha- for Halo all the way up through and, and ending with Destiny, that they managed to keep a fairly amiable relationship for a very long time. And you know what? You can say whatever you want about Halo, whether you like it or hate it. The music in those games very, very big part of, of that game's being. If you were to take the music out of it, it would change the early Halo games a lot. You know? Um, so the guy deserves the credit he gets. And honestly, one of the good things about Destiny was some of the music was good. There wasn't a lot of it, but it was really well done. Um, I don't know, man. Regardless of whose fault it was, this is some childish shit. Yeah. The, the spin angle on it is just crap. And everybody knows what you're doing, you know? And, and everybody's pretty vocal about it on the internet, too. Nobody likes this. This is really unbecoming, Bungie. You guys used to be, like, the people's champion. They used to be, this company came out of nowhere, a small company, they're doing great things, big things, and then, nope. And then what you did is you did what everybody else does once you hit a certain size where you build a corporate culture bubble over your shit and then you, you, you just waft in your own fumes. And you hit the guy right in the mugs. That's what I don't like. Yeah, yeah don't take a man's coffee mugs. Like I, seriously, you? like it, it, just leave them. It's useless shit. Why do you need those coffee mugs back? You don't. It's petty. Just let it go. You know what it is? <laughs> I don't know why this just popped into my head. But yeah, when was the last time you guys watched Goonies? Uh, uh, fairly recently. Why? Yeah, you know that scene when fucking Chunk is sitting there eating the ice cream. And then the Fratellis, like, walk up and take the fucking ice cream cup out of his hand, and he's still got the spoon, and he goes to stick the spoon in his mouth, and they yank the spoon out of his mouth. This. That's what they did. Uh, I am not telling you to do the truffle shuffle, Marty O'Donnell, yeah. but I am telling you to do the truffle shuffle. Please do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, stop, stop, stop being ridiculous, man. It's shitty. Agreed. Take it off the playground. Yeah. Stop picking on the guy. Yeah. Moving on to number one this week. Ubisoft is developing a theme park with Assassin's Creed and Rabbids attractions. Woo, maybe. Woo-ish, yeah. maybe. If any of us ever gets to fucking go, because it's not going to be in the States. That's true. Ubisoft is leveraging its game brand, gaming brands to build what it's describing as a, quote, next generation theme park in Malaysia. Of course, because, of course. But why? Oh, I'm I'm certain it's because the 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 risk of investment is probably nothing there. Well, they mm. bought 400 acres for about six bucks. That's uh, that, <laughs> and I'm sure a company, you know, countries and states and cities and stuff will pay people to bring attraction mm-hmm. to their country to generate mm-hmm. revenue for their state, you know, or, or whatever it is they, they have in Malaysia. I don't know. Um, according to the publisher, the theme park will use the company's quote rich portfolio <laughs> of world renowned I'm sorry like every time I see the fucking words in quotations rich portfolio I picture a fucking anus in a, an Oxford cloth suit going rich portfolio you sound like an asshole <laughs> of world renowned brands and expertise and what, what was it I just said a few minutes ago about building a, a bubble of corporate culture around your own shit and just pretending like you're the fucking greatest thing in the world it's mm-hmm. getting ridiculous uh, of world-renowned brands and expertise in designing high interactive gaming experiences to revolutionize the theme park experience. I'm pretty sure that, that whatever it is they do stands no chance of revolutionizing next to the Star Wars theme park that's coming. Um, yes. The project is being spearheaded by Ubisoft Motion Pictures, which I did not know was technically a thing, and RSG, which is co-owner and co-developer of Movie Animation Park Studios. 
quote was uh, put out as saying, together we are creating a place where every guest is a player, every ride is a playground, every visit is a game, said Jean de Rivier, senior vice president of Ubisoft Motion Pictures. In RSG, we've found a partner with a successful track record in working with international brands, a shared ambition to design a f- uh, the family destination of the future, and a wealth of expertise in theme park development. The theme park will be located in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and span 10,000 square meters. It is said that the park will feature innovative rides, attractions, and shows inspired by properties such as Assassin's Creed, Just Dance, and Rabbids. Uh, the tentative opening date will land in 2020, Ubisoft said. God damn. Um, RSG is committed to redefining family fun and video games have taken an increasingly central role in entertainment for all ages, said Rommel Romley, the company's chairman. Uh, partnering with Ubisoft means we'll work with their creative teams to develop first of what we believe will be a revolutionary new theme park experience. But we're confident that this partnership uh, agreement highly benefits both parties and consolidates our presence in the global market. Uh, entertainment market. Um, Ubisoft's motion pictures division is also current, uh, currently developing four feature films based on its property. Most notable among them is the Assassin's Creed film, which uh, officially entered production in February 2015. Um, you know... And, uh, and a 2013 Rabbids Invasion TV series. Apparently it's the only uh, thing they've ever Oh, done. really? I, 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 I was not aware that happened. I was not aware that was a thing either. I pulled up um, Ubisoft.com, the idea of motion pictures, and um, the, the, the two things I've learned from looking at the site are, one, that, that, that there was a Rabbids TV series, and two, they have the oddest pictures for um, their, their recruiting section. Um, they've got this picture of... Um, you guys, I'll, I'll post this, a, sc- a screenshot of this so you guys can see it, but I'll pass this around. Um, between the image for meeting our recruiters, which is a woman holding her hair as it's being blown back, which I, is the only way I could think of to describe that. I don't understand why that's a picture for what recruiting. And the then hell? another image for a guy putting on like generic like Wayfarer sunglasses for the hot job section. I just don't understand at all what's happening in these pictures. That is really strange. Um, it's very, very, very odd. But um, yeah, that. Here's the thing. Um, do I think that Ubisoft's got some great properties that could translate into some fun or interesting things? Hell yeah. Um, do I think that... Do I think that... that it, they have enough to warrant an entire theme park? I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, when you look at, like, the different theme parks I can think of, they usually have, like, what, five or six areas, and then each of those areas are themed around different things. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, if even if they had only four, four or five, I mean, they've got Assassin's Creed, they've got, um, you know, Rayman slash Rabbids, which they could make two different areas if they sure, really wanted sure. to. Um, they've got... Um, I don't know. I'm sure they could have like a like a Splinter Cell section, I guess. Mm. Um, God, what Prince else? Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Yeah, they, yeah, that could be an area. I mean, there's four right there, and I'm sure we're not, I'm sure we're forgetting some of their some of their other properties. I mean, I don't know what you do with Far Cry, but I mean, like there's a property. yeah, but that's the point. Is most of their most of the the properties they're well known for are kind of like gritty, violent games that's that don't the really thing. lend yeah. themselves to fun. Yeah. Unless you, I mean, like if they do an Assassin's Creed Four fucking pirate ride. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that, man. Yep, yep. Um, and to be fair, when you think about it, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people and kids, the kids who grew up playing the Rabbids games, people have moved on. Yeah, Rab- is, yeah is Rabbids still a thing? It, I think they still do stuff with the Rabbids, but okay. here's the thing. Ubisoft was onto something with the Rabbids because the rab- when you think about it, the Rabbids are really, they're, they're just minions. They're Despicable yeah. Me minions yeah. before Despicable Me minions. 
It's just that the minions blew up in a way that kind of washed the rabbits off the radar. They're the yep. same obnoxious little thing. They could be cousins for God's sake. Yeah, true. Um, but I don't think anybody cares about them anymore. Um, is the problem. So I don't know. I, I mean, I would totally go to uh, a Ubisoft theme park, but in the same way that I'm never going to Switzerland, I'm probably never going to Kuala Lumpur. Well, maybe maybe Gamerhead Radio will have to have a, when when the park opens, we'll have to have a Kickstarter to send a, or I guess an Indiegogo <laughs> or a Yay. GoFundMe or something to send Gamerhead Radio there so we can report back. It's true. It's and, true. Uh, Good yeah. times. Yep, yep, yep. This, the problem is, on this is list. they really have so little like... There it, is like literally missed... Go. Did you just say that Ubisoft currently owns Mist? Yep. Well, there's a there's a Mist world right there. Edition, yeah, Mist but three, Mist the, four, Mist five. You and every other IT guy on the planet cares about Mist. <laughs> no more heroes. But most people don't even know what the fuck Mist is anymore. They've I, sat. They've waited so long to do anything you know, with it, Mist. It wouldn't need. They wouldn't need to. I, no. I, I think that. God, that could be like that could be like the stealth hit. I think of this theme park is if they if they made like you know if they they had like the banner things Assassin's Creed whatever to get people mm-hmm. into the park. Once you're in, and then you go find out Mist. If if they make a, a, a Mist world that's anything like Mist, where you have to like solve puzzles to like get through the area, I mean that could be glorious. Oh, I'd be perfectly. That'd be fine amazing. With that. I mean, I mean, very, only my my ilk, you know, our ilk is going to go yeah. there for Mist. Sure, but sure. Once you're course. in the gates, I could see I could see that being a big yeah. success. You got Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is is mm-hmm. Ubisoft. Yeah, okay. throw down on that, man. Well, they've got the game. They don't have the movie rights, yeah. right? Because the game mm. would have been licensed. So I don't know if they could do anything with that. Yeah, that's um, true. South Park, again, yeah, again licensed. Mm-hmm. But man, a stick of truth uh, area would be yeah, would certainly be, be interesting. It would not be a, uh, a theme park area. No, that would not work. Not, 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 not a whole kids. area. No. <laughs> well, Malaysia, it'd probably be fine. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. Tom Clancy. That's the thing too. It's like. God, even if we did Holy go there, nothing's going to be in English. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. None of it. Not the signage, not the... I mean, I'm sure theme park, they'll probably put, you know... It'll be at the bottom. In the in the same way that you're in America, most things are subtitled with, like, Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, have, yeah. You'll have the, the same main kind of thing idea. here, and then, in like, 10.5, it'll say, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. I was. I would certainly love to go. I mean, is it definite that this is happening, or is it just, like, you're thinking no, about they, it? They, no, they've announced this is happening. This is happening. They, okay, it will okay. be completed in 2020. There we go. They'll do Watch Dogs. We'll leave Chicago <laughs> and we'll go to Chicago. All right. Oh, I, virtual I, Chicago. Okay wow. <laughs> we can go see the Infinite. Okay. Look, uh, <laughs> if if we end up if if they end up putting a Watch Dogs theme park in where it's virtual Chicago, um, I'm not gonna buy it unless uh, I'm standing outside of a storefront near Wrigley Field with a bunch of drunk idiots fucking trying to break everything around. Well, they have that for Charlie too. They have the year shape. They have the what? They have your shape. My, oh, oh, your shape fitness. Okay, and zombie. There's really they, not much there that they could really work with. Yeah. Didn't they say something about Dance Central too, or whatever? Fucking. Oh, they don't know uh, Dance Central. It's uh, um, dance. Just uh, just dance. Is it just, yeah, it's yeah. just dance. Um, what the fuck are you gonna build other than just like a little dance hall for people? Like I, I've never understood the fascination Malaysia. with just dance. Just dance is the like, what was that that fucking line of like CDs they used to put out? Like now uh, this is what the they call CDs. Yeah, the now CDs. Yeah. Just Dance is the... Uh, and those are still happening. They the are still happening, yeah. but it's just like, it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, <laughs> like, ridiculous. Another the, Just What the hell yeah. are you going to build around that? Well, they have, um, you know, and in, uh, in, in, I think it's like in Epcot, they've got like the American Idol competitions. Maybe they'll have like a Just Dance competition. Hmm. Yeah. Just like hmm. a weekly, like a weekly winner or whatever. Yeah. Kind of a thing. I'm thinking it's just going to be uh, endless con rave. Yeah. Something. Could very well be, you know, but not a rave because children. Well, um, again, Malaysia. 
Yeah. Maybe children <laughs> rave over there. Yeah. Mm. Um, so um, those are. Uh, we we we've got uh, we we asked you guys for your opinions on what you guys are going to think in the Ubisoft theme park. But before we get to that in the mailbag later, um, Apple had quite the uh, quite the announcement this last week. So we're going to kind of break that down for you guys and uh, and uh, talk about what we think is going to happen as a result of the new Apple TV coming up next. All right, so uh, Apple had, uh, well, it was basically Apple Day this last week where they announced uh, several new products and services. Um, the one we're going to be talking about and focusing on is the new Apple TV, um, the, uh, uh, particularly because in our case, um, well, basically, you can now get the App Store on the new Apple TV, which means games. And so this mm-hmm. is basically Apple attempting again, which I, I found out and was reminded recently that uh, this is actually not their, by, it's like their very fifth or sixth attempt at, uh, at uh, coming out with something that's gaming related um, for, for the TV. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, gaming, Apple gaming on the TV is basically back. Uh, so the long and short of it is that it's going to be available in late October. Um, the specific date or pre-orders have not been announced yet. Um, there's going to be two models, one with 32 gigabytes of storage for $149 and then a 64 gigabyte model for $199. Otherwise, they're identical. Um, basically, the unit itself is about this, is a little bit uh, bigger, a little bit taller than the existing Apple TV, if you have any idea what that looks like. Uh, basically, I want to say it's probably about maybe five or six inches square and then about an inch and a half, two inches tall. Um, and then comes with what they are calling the Siri remote, which is uh, basically it's a flat stick with a touch sensitive surface at the top um, and then buttons to activate Siri, a volume up and down, uh, a pause play button, menu button and so on and so forth. Um, also with a microphone so that you can, uh, so that you can uh, issue voice commands to Siri. Um, so before recording here, we all kind of watched the, um, the Apple's press release um, of it. So, uh, g- gentlemen, what is your takeaway of the new Apple TV? What do you what do you think? Um I'll, I'll go first on this because I feel like after after talking about sort of our opinions on Apple and sort of sharing our thoughts uh, off off the air here about what we thought about the presentation, um, I think I'm I'm sitting on the fence between the two of you and your your sort of perspectives and takes on Apple. Um, to to be clear, I am not an Apple fan. I don't vehemently despise Apple the way a lot of people do. I'm okay with Apple. I'm take it or leave it. But I really really dislike their their um premium branding for a name you know i hate the fact that they capitalize as hard as they do on the apple brand i will never dispute that they make wonderful hardware it's very sturdy it's very beautiful in design and elegant and yeah i get all that but i've always very much disliked uh, ios and i've always very much disliked os x i feel like they are the the AOL of the operating system world where it's like they're made for like, like people who know nothing about technology or really don't want or need options. You know, that's kind of, I think why I dislike those, just the lack of options. Um, as somebody who's not a big Apple fan, I think this thing looks slick. I think it looks, um, the way that they're, they're tying series functionality into, uh, the way you can search things in movies. I am perpetually always on my phone while I'm watching something. Megan and I will be watching a movie and I'll go, that fucking guy, I know his voice. He did the voice of this character in this fucking show or cartoon. And then I got to look it up on IMDb to check yep. it out. And they build that in um, to where you can just use Siri to search and it pulls it up right on the screen while you're there. Like, shit like that, I'll use because I do that stuff all the time. Um, the the gaming component for it, um, as long as... The, the, the way that you explained this, Charlie, was that 
Developers have the option to make it available, not just for your tablet or smartphone, but they have to make the game available on um, Apple TV. Yeah, too, so right? so compatible with. Yeah, so so basically, let's say you're a developer and you currently have a game out on iPhone and iPad. Um, so to make that game available on the Apple TV, so the first thing, of course, you need to do is you need to kind of go through and integrate in the new uh, like components and everything for the Apple TV, like the way the controller works, to just to just the, the hooks and different uh, pieces of code that it needs to be able to understand how to interact with the Apple TV and somebody using the the, the Siri remote. So you've got to do the the, the coding backend work of it first, um, and then. Once you've done that, you then have the, 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 the internal decision to make as to whether or not you want to take your existing game package. So let's take a game like one of the games that they, that they, uh, that they featured in this presentation is Transistor, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the makers of Transistor, what they could do is they could say, okay, we're going to take um, this game and we're going to put it out. You know, we're, we're going to keep the existing package is kind of the word that they use. And um, that, you know, the existing package that works on iPhone and iPad is going to be one thing, and that's going to be what, five bucks. I'm pulling a number out of my ass. Mm-hmm. And then they could say, and then we're going to make the Apple TV version available as a second separate package for eight bucks, just for, for, for whatever reason, for, for reasons. Sure. And so they could do that, or they could say the existing $5 package, and so this would also apply to people who have already bought it. They could just integrate that functionality into the existing package, and then if you've already bought it previously on your iPhone or your iPad, you could then sit down to your Apple TV, sign in with your App, your, your app Store account, and download the game that you've already paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, in the specific example that I'm using with Transistor, I believe they've done the latter. I believe that they have made it um, part of the same package, so, you don't, so you're not going to have to rebuy it. Um, is my takeaway from the demo, but um, I may or may not be right on that. But uh, the the other reason that they mentioned Transistor is because you also basically have um, functionality that the developers can put in where you can basically be playing on a mobile device and you can stop and then you can go back to your Apple TV and using their iCloud game-saving syncing service, you can then pick up right from where you left off um, you know, on your TV from where you left off on your mobile device, which I think is a really cool feature. Yeah, yeah. Um. So um, it's it's up to the developers what, which path that they want to take there. I I, I for financial reasons I under and you know being have, having to pay your developers and whatnot. I understand why some people would want to make it so that um, the Apple TV is a you know, package is is a separate product that you have to rebuy mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I hope most don't do that, but well, you know everybody's situation is different as far as that kind of thing goes. Go- I get- Oh, good. I, I was just gonna. I was gonna ask Go because he hasn't said anything yet. I was gonna ask what his takeaway was yeah, from the from think, the presentation. I, I, I'm I'm on the far right or left of this. I hate <laughs> I hate everything Apple stands for. I hate their people. I hate everything about them. <laughs> okay. They they are the reason like seniors have iPhones and seven year olds have iPhones. Like if you don't sure. know technology, well, you're you're an Apple person because you're an idiot and you don't need technology. But the world thinks you knew. So Apple's like here. Take yeah, it. yeah. I mean, to be fair, there are people in the world who just don't, they don't need all the extra shit. I need to know? jump in here real quick. The opinions of Goat are his own and not of, oh, yeah, the, uh, not of Gamerhead Radio as a <laughs> sure, whole. Sure, sure. Char- so. Charlie uses an iPad and it's okay. And he's not an idiot, but it just, like, their whole thing, I don't like it. Like, And we talked about it off air. Like, I don't need a TV. Like, the whole thing of, like, and you opened this door. Don't give me that look. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I gave Goat full permission to, to, to not edit or censor himself on this particular topic. I'm just making sure everybody knows that these are his opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah Ed Sir Goats was a Twitter, bring it on. I don't care. Uh, um, but my thing is like with the whole like, oh, you could play it on your mobile device and you go home and play on your TV. 
Or you could just continue playing it on your mobile sure. device. See, but, uh, the, the one argument that I will make against that, as somebody who's not a big Apple person, is this. While some games are designed, you can tell are designed to be played on a smaller screen and don't really need a larger screen. Mm-hmm. Where gaming is concerned, almost everything that I play on my phone, I have no problem playing it on a smaller screen. But it does not mean that if I don't have the option to play something I already paid for and own... If I have the option to play it on a bigger screen, if it's a compelling enough game, a good enough game, I will play it on a larger screen. A lot of things I play on my phone, I would never fucking play at home because yeah. I have game consoles and my PC and all these other things and my 3DS to play would would easily pick those before playing. But if a game is compelling enough, I will play it on uh, you know, an Apple TV. And I don't I mean like if your argument with them is is that they make dumb, you know, like literally dumbed down um, a software, you know, for people, for dumbed down people, you seem to feel. My argument is that they make dumbed down stuff and charge a massive premium for it. That's part of the thing with this so far. The price point is actually pretty sweet. Oh, I'll give them the price point. The price point is it's spot on. Yeah. yeah. If that's my like, big beef yeah. with them is they're 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 disgusting. I mean, like it's it's always going to be up to the individual to choose. Their allegiance. What, what they, no, it's not even about allegiance because I understand somebody like my mother doesn't need all of the bells and whistles of an Android phone. No. She had an iPhone. We gave her an, uh, she switched to an Android phone and she fucking hated it. It was too much. It was overwhelming yeah. for her. She is not yep. a technology person. My mom still thinks that if you go to YouTube, you're going to get a virus. <laughs> Swear to God. Like the first time I, she's got a fairly new laptop and I went to show her something. You don't go to YouTube. The fucking thing. I'm like, you know, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing. Let me do yeah. this and just shh. Sh- 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 and out. I think that's where my hatred stems from, though. I'm not their audience by yeah, any no, stretch yeah. of the fucking imagination. No, no, none of the three people in this room are their core audience. Yeah. Core audience. I am a I am a technology fan. I use everything. I have an Android phone, an iPad for my tablet. I have a uh, I have um, smart car, smart house. Well, yes, all that. But I mean, like, I smart use smart dogs in order. That's may or may not be true. Um, I I mean I use both you know PC and Mac computers. I mean like I use I'm a fan of technology. Well, that, I use everything, and it's also your your career choice. You have to yes, be you that. have to be adversed in all of it because right. you have to fix all of it. Right. That. Um, I don't have to. But uh, but John, my dad is is similar to what you're talking about with your mom. It was like my dad used to have an Android phone. Now given. Uh, in Android's defense, this is back, you know, Android, around Android 4.0, they really figured things out yeah. and like, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, made some changes that made themselves like really just, you know, they got rid of a lot of the like the weird irks and quirks and things like that. I, I had an HTC Hero, you know, which was the oh, first Google yeah. phone. Yep. So I know, I remember like how ugly things used to be. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So back in like the Android 2 and Android, uh, you know, you know, Android 2 days, you know, they, they were still finding their footing and my dad had an Android back then and he he was having to ask me questions about it all the time but now he has he has an iphone 6 and you know he's he had an iphone 4 and then you know we upgraded him and he got the 6 and he's just in love with the thing yeah because it yeah. is my dad is not a technology person i mean like he's not dumb by any stretch of the means he was he was a he was a pharmacist i mean like he's an intelligent sure, man sure sure but when it comes to technology it's just it's not his you know he didn't grow up with it it's not his forte and things like that and so the the simplicity of the of the way that apple approaches things he appreciates but you got to remember too with apple a lot of what people pay for with their products uh, you you get people on two sides of the fence. One side is the the design of it. Some people are in love with the design. Some people are are in love with the uh, the simplicity. Mm-hmm. But really, what I think the reason that Apple is as popular as it is is because 
people buy things and they expect things to work for the money that they pay. And right. that's one thing I don't think anybody can argue with Apple is, is that shit does exactly what it's supposed to yep. pretty much at all times on, on Apple devices. So I understand that for somebody like my mom or your dad right. who not only do they not have the want to to bury their head in, in all of the, the bells and whistles of, of, of expansive options, they don't have the fucking time to think or worry about it. My mom doesn't like... It, that'll that'll put her off of a product, you know, if it doesn't work like it's supposed to or it doesn't. Do it. So like, I understand that they're they're designing that for the every person who doesn't give a shit about all the, the right. extras that people like you, Charlie, or like that we like to a, yeah. a different degree. Yep. Well, and I, um, I, and I applaud Apple for that, Miles. Yeah. And just the thing, like the thing that I don't like, like this is amazing. This is the first thing I've seen by Apple that I will say I might actually buy because it's reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, the, the their business model is amazing. They give you everything. And that's another thing is like once you go Apple, you're Apple. If you want, like, I don't know how you do it, Charlie. Like, the, they, it's a very known thing that once you the go Apple white, lock-in. you well, stay because, white. Because Charlie, <laughs> but he's also ahead of the curve, and he's probably lying to his Apple and lying to everything else. It's like, oh, yeah, you're an Apple product. Don't well, worry but, about but, it. But, but Charlie represents a different demographic. Well, he's in the, t- the top tier. That is, he's not interested in the the brand per se so right. much as you are the practical functionality of what it can do to expand your options right. yep. across the board, across all technologies, which I like to be, I like to <laughs> sit on that side of the fence. Mm-hmm. My problem with Apple products is usually price point. I don't think it's reasonable. This is fucking reasonable yeah. and I'll buy it. I mean, the the only thing as far as, since we're talking about this for the purpose of gaming, the only thing I could foresee, cause I did, I did have an iPhone uh, or, or an iPod touch. I still have it. Um, so I, you know, I, I have used my Apple ID to buy all kinds of things on the app store games and everything. If, if they don't implement some sort of initiative where developers are at least it's recommended to them that they go back and retroactively make their games available for this thing. If the vast majority of people don't take advantage of pushing this catalog forward for use on this, I'm of the opinion that it may make the gaming component for it, which is to be fair, uh, an afterthought. It's a secondary thing. It's not the focus of this unit. Mm -hmm. It may render it kind of inert. In a way, because if they're saying, all right, well, we're going to start from the time that this thing hits shelves and we're going to go forward, only a select number of developers decide to make their games compatible with this going forward. And then everything else that comes out, maybe it's the standard where you have to make it compatible for everything. That's different, but that's going to require a little bit of time to build momentum. It would be so fucking smart for Apple to say, you guys, at least to some degree, have to go back and retroactively, because then you've got this massive catalog at the ready for people who've already paid for stuff. And, you know, it's, I'm looking forward to um, those some of those fantastic EA games making it to the Apple TV. Oh. oh. Because, to be honest, <laughs> some those, of those games would actually be played I know. fucking well on this thing, man. <laughs> yeah, that but, seems like weird timing to me. Yeah. But that's not, like, the Apple way. Like, I think, from my see, this is a great idea. Like, I like it. It's like Roku. It's like everything we've seen, like the, the, the Fire, the Roku, all these little, what do they call them, like, Desktop Sets, boxes? Uh, 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 yeah, TV, bu- TV boxes. boxes or something? Yeah, yeah sure. Which nobody puts anything on top of their TVs because they're so damn thin. Now. But anyways, <laughs> it, it's all these little, like, you know, plug-and-play boxes mm-hmm. it wrapped into one, and Apple's doing it Apple's doing it right like they normally do, and they waited for everybody to, like, throw their lines into the pond, and they seen what worked and what didn't and what Brock stuff in, and then he just kind of compiled that data and was like, huh, Apple TV. The gaming side of it could go well, and if it does go well, be prepared for Apple Games to come out or Apple Game because it will set you up with a yet another 
box specifically for games because that's what they do. Oh, I'm sure it's <laughs> Could be. a testing the waters yeah. kind of component too, but I'm not opposed to doing it. They just there needs to be enough support behind it to justify turning it into some sort of mobile gaming television platform right and uh, again one of the comments i made too off the air which i think john you agreed with is that you know this is not a gaming console gaming is part of the cell here not the whole cell well, it's apple means. tv it's right on the exactly yeah, yeah. exactly so <laughs> they call um, it apple tv for a reason apple's yeah. really good about their naming yeah but purposes. the one thing that i kind of observed in the video that we talked about off the air too though is is that um i i i'm a little worried that maybe the gaming component for this is going to end up doing what a lot of the like the streaming television boxes that had gaming attached to them as an afterthought, you know, Amazon's, you know, TV pro- uh, service and, um, you know, Google's uh, Google TV. They, what they are showcasing as being like, Hey, check out these awesome features are essentially like, it's all shit. The Wii has already done with the, the Wii mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. None of it's really any different than that. It's just a more sleek presentation, but almost all of the functionality they showed years years old technology and that's the thing like that's that is nine like with 99 percent of the stuff that that we saw in the apple press release across all of their product line i mean mm-hmm. like w- what apple does is they they do not they do not innovate they polish yeah. like when apple when apple announced things when they put things out um like it, pretty much immediately after the the press conference finished gizmodo had an article online that's like here's all the things apple announced everybody else has already done <laughs> i mean like and i mean that and that that's true but um, I, th- I think I would agree with this, is that what Apple does is they they wait for other people to put stuff out and define all the problems with them, and then they let everybody else do a lot of their 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 product testing. Yeah. Then they reverse you know, engineer for and them, rebuild it, and then they 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 find the quote unquote right way to do it. You yeah. know, and so it's um you know there were a lot of problems with the Wii when it, when it originally came out, like especially their original controller, like you know it did not have the sensitivity that people were expecting, which is why mm-hmm. then they had to come out with the Wii Plus controllers and those Wii little add-on Plus, yeah. packs yeah. and things like that. And so and a completely you know, different controller. After after you get the package, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so they let people do the initial, the initial, like you know, legwork. Yeah, yeah. They let them be first at bat, so that they can find out. They they let them run the obstacle course first. You spend so. your fail money first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but when they when they put things out, you know, just the whole like it it works like it's supposed to work thing, and just the polish to it, I think, is a result of that. And it sure. makes sense. Like they're, they're and I like the idea. Like and I hate to say that I like the idea of Apple, but they, they're right. They data mine and all that stuff. But they're taking a great thing that just blew the doors off video gaming and made a really lot of money in the Wii, mm-hmm. and they're stuffing it into something that did absolute shit in the Ouya. And they're putting it together with <laughs> their brand name on it. Yeah, basically. Um, so you're going to meet in the middle, and it says Apple, so it's got to be good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we call it the Apple Wii-U-ya. <laughs> Wii-U-ya. Yeah, ooh, yikes. Um, I, I think I understand why that name was not chosen for yeah. this particular product. And um, yeah, going along with the announcement that there were, there were a couple games that they focused on, one of them was a new uh, product from Harmonix. Um, you know, they, they, they mentioned that... Um, that uh, uh, EA Activision whoever owns um, whoever owns Rock Band I'm sorry Guitar Hero now uh, the new Guitar Hero Live is going to be available in some fashion yeah, yeah. Um, but then Harmonix also got to come out and they got to talk about their new uh, rhythm uh, rhythm game called Beat Sports which is basically it's exactly like something you would have seen on the Wii it, yeah. it's it's total it's total nunchuck waggling style gameplay yeah. like you know playing sports games to a rhythm the name says it all it's Wii Sports Done by harmonics. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that, that's that's true. And so um, snappy music, same shit. Yeah, yeah. And which then, is fine though. It's good for the kids, and we all played that kind of crap. 
Yep. Like, it's just cannon fodder for your casual gaming, yeah. which is good. Kind of proof, though, that years after the Wii, the original Wii, you know, had its moment, we're a handful of years past that point now, oh, yeah. three, four years past that point. And what it shows me, though, is that that portion of the technology really hasn't gotten much farther. Like on a design level, people looking at it and going, eh, it's about as far as we're going to get with this concept. Yep. Uh, a couple other interesting tidbits um, about the Apple TV. First of all, um, it's interesting that um, that uh, that they are limiting. Now, this is not the case on the current App Store, to my knowledge. I, no, in fact, I'm almost certain that this is not the case. Is that um, Apple TV apps, the core app itself that you download off the App Store, the size of the app is going to be limited to 200 megabytes. Now, that app can then, once you launch it, can then download additional resources. And so you can get kind of like the framework and then like it, it can then like go off and get all like the texture packs and things like that. I'm not really sure why they're setting up this way. I've, I've witnessed this also in Android games that I've downloaded where you where you download like um, a game loft. A lot of game loft apps do this is that when you launch the game, it says like, OK, we're getting more stuff and it downloads more resources. I don't know why it's set up this way, but um, mm-hmm. so that's oh, kind of interesting. That's just signing up for credit cards and figuring out where you live. And... <laughs> no, yeah, that could be. Um, <laughs> And then uh, it's it's also worth noting that um, that that the company called Nimbus has also announced a a Bluetooth controller um, that's going to basically be specifically for use um, as a gaming controller with the Apple TV. Basically, if you can kind of if you can kind of imagine back to the. Um, uh, it looks a lot like the old uh, original Xbox uh, S controller. Yeah. Um, just with the thumbsticks on the same plane, like a, you know, like a PlayStation controller, um, with the X, B, and A, uh, the with the A, B, and X, Y buttons, pretty much in the same locations and names. Just di- co- it also kind different of looks colored. like an Ouya controller. Uh, yeah, a little, a little and bit, and a little does, bit yeah. like a, a Wii U Pro controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, took, which, they... which really, to summarize, that means it looks kind of fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little bricky. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah, it no. doesn't. It's it... got Lamborghini body. Lines. Yeah, no, no, no particular <laughs> levels of Xbox One or uh, PlayStation Four uh, controller comfort. That's no. for sure. Yeah, yeah, we haven't put our hands on it, of course, but yeah, it doesn't look uh, doesn't look super yeah. comfortable. Uh, it's going to cost forty nine ninety five. Um, it's going to have a rechargeable battery with forty hours of gameplay, uh, lightning connector for rapid charging, menu button for instant navigation, and pressure sensitive buttons for precise controls. Pretty much all the things you'd expect. So for two fifty, I can get the big one. We'll call it the, the sixty four gig. Yeah, yes, we'll call it the big TV. Okay, all right, uh, and a controller. That's pretty much ripped off everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's going to happen. We, we, the controllers are controllers. Yeah. Like, Honestly, there's no more ideas. For that That's not bad. It, though, but if you're talking about the expense of the TV and like the 50 bucks for the controller, on a, if we're talking for the gaming portion of it, mm-hmm. not just for the TV portion of it, mm-hmm. which looks slick on its own. I'd rather take that 249 and drop another 50 bucks on a Wii U if I don't already have one. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. You're gonna um, get infinitely more enjoyability out of that on from a, gaming, a gaming experience, on a gaming yeah. From the gaming yeah. side, right yeah. now, and, but of course, you know, like I say, the gaming is only a part of the sell of the Apple TV. There's a lot more that the Apple TV sure, does. Sure. Just, just briefly glossing over that real quick. Yeah, but, but for, uh, but for, on the other side of it, for like the TV, like the white suburban male, let's be honest, so they're <laughs> after in his mid 30s who wants the sports scores and the kids to shut up. <laughs> you're in. I mean, two fifties, like. Great. Like, that's a perfect... Uh, this thing has everything to just plop it on the freaking thing, cut the cord to a point. If you want Showtime and other that, you Man. can't do that. But, like, you know, even HBO Now is on there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You can seriously cut the cord and have have all the TV you 
and, and entertainment you need for a family for two fifty. That's not bad. Yeah. The um the uh, the so so just glossing over the um the uh, the the rest of the functionality briefly. Um, just for those who are curious, the 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 one thing about it that um that I do like is that um it's it's doing right what Google what Google TV tried to do and just didn't really succeed. Uh, one of Google, the original not and not the current Android TV. This is going back to Google TV. Um, the actual physical TV. No, 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 no. Well, well, yes, there are yeah. TVs that have Google TV built into it, but there was also the Logitech Review Box and there was a Sony Box and oh, there are okay. actual actual boxes. The um the one thing that the, that the premise uh, one of the big sells of the original Google TV operating system was is the idea of like all of your content in one place. And so you could basically the idea was that you were supposed to be able to go to your Google TV and you want to say like I want to watch this show and it would show you the, every channel and app and whatever that 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 this show or movie was available on and you could pick you know you could pick where you wanted to get it from. Um, one of the fears about Apple TV before the announcement is that well what if it only works with iTunes content? I mean that you know that is not a desirable outcome here. But um uh they but they not appear- a far-fetched one either. <laughs> no, no, it's not to be fair. Um but uh, one of the things that this does right is that you can say like you know like you know if you you search for like new girl uh, one of the one of the tv shows that they highlighted for example it shows you that you know you can find it on netflix you can find it on hulu you can find it on amazon prime and like all the other different places you you can get it from based on where you want wherever service you want to get it from yeah and for me in my particular interest and i believe your gentleman's as well um plex my yeah. particular media app of choice has already announced that they're going to be available on the Apple TV. So hopefully that integration will follow through to them as well. Very cool. Um, See, and that kind of that does kind of appeal to me because, like, I mean, I use my Xbox One for pretty much right what I'm supposed to, my multimedia box of doom. Right. And there's points though where I'm like, oh, I want to watch this movie. Is it on here? No. Is it on here? Yep. No. Is it on here? No. And by the time I figure <laughs> out that it's not on there. I don't remember what I was wanting to watch to begin with. Yep. Yeah. yep, yep. So, so the idea of being able to not have to worry about um, what service something's on is to be able to look for look for what I want to watch, and then it just says, you know, gives me options. I mean, that that's appealing. The one thing I would hope for, and this just might be me because I hate going to the theaters and I hate anything like that. If if you're a long time listener, you know my hatred towards people. But if they did, <laughs> if it's if it search VOD for me too. Um, oh, like, like, uh, like, like, uh, like Xfinity video on demand, kind mm-hmm. of like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Right. So, uh, they, they didn't really detail as far as, you know, what, what a developer has to do to be able to tap into that, yeah. that menu. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be convenient. how that really works. But, uh, but yeah, that definitely would be nice. Be like, oh, Mad Max came out Friday. Hey, TV, where could I, uh, rent it? <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, you might uh, break me, Charlie. Also, well, that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> one other thing to note is that um, apparently the um, the uh, the loop that uh, that you use to attach the remote to your wrist to make sure you don't accidentally fling it into your TV is going to be sold separately. Oh, oh man, I've seen that somewhere. It was like two thousand what seven, seven two thousand eight. <laughs> that yeah. yeah, that was the other thing that really bugged me too is mm. the fact that they were I don't know and I think dude was using his phone, but. Is is like the, they had multiplayer crossy road, which is cool. I'm cool, but like I have to buy another TV remote to play my TV. Like I already have a phone. Well, like, so the like the, everything like smart glass yes. already exists. Why would I buy a second TV remote? Well, so so the remote is Bluetooth, and so I could see them coming out with basically a Siri remote app. So if you have an iOS device, okay. like you could basically, yeah. I, I can't say whether or not they're doing this. I just, yeah. it, it shouldn't be hard to do. It would make sense. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. You two, two TV remotes is weird. Like I have six now and it's too well, many, but two of the same one. Don't, don't think of it as two TV remotes. Think of it as two game controllers that yeah, can be same, also TV remotes. But at the same time, it's for my Apple TV. 
Well, then, then buy the Nimbus Series Seal Controller yeah, for the no, second round. For 250 yeah, I buy yeah. Seal Controller. All right. You sounded like a pitch man right now. <laughs> um, I have worked in sales, so there is that. Um, I can believe, for some reason, I completely forgot that we just went over that. For 250 I get two controllers. Hey. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> just, um, Short-term memory loss. It's, it's the allergy pills, I, I swear. It's okay. Uh, we forgive you. So uh, so that that's basically the the new Apple TV in a nutshell. Curious to know what you guys think. Of, if you have any thoughts, um, if you plan on getting one, um, or if you definitely don't plan on getting one, let us know. Uh, of the of the people in this room, I think you know. Basically, I'm on the I'm more on the pro side. Goat's more on the anti side. Leaning a little bit into pro. It sounds like nearing the end of this conversation. And John is pretty much square in the middle. Which one of us do you agree with? Uh, cast your vote now at uh, gamerheadradio.com or uh, through any of our social networking networking uh, uh, pathways. Um, it'd be interesting to see where you guys uh, stand in this particular matter. We should put up a poll. We haven't done a poll in a while. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we we could definitely do that. Um, yeah, look look for that coming soon. Um, but uh, so that's the Apple TV in a nutshell. Um, so now going back to our top story of the week, Ubisoft's game uh, theme park. We asked you guys what uh, what you would like to see at said theme park. So uh, here are your responses coming up next. All right. So our mailbag question of the week was what kinds of rides, attractions, food, etc. would you like to see at Ubisoft's newly announced theme park? Uh, Dan Lockie, the, the former or not former, <laughs> uh, several time co-host. Yeah. He's, I think he's number one on the list. Uh, says, you have to jump across roofs, climb walls, jump into hay wagons, survey your surroundings from the highest point, and this is just to get out of the parking lot to the main entrance. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not So, wrong. So what, that's before you've even paid to get into the place? Oh, uh, no, I think that's after you... Par- yeah, he said out of the parking lot. So you've paid yeah. your 25 to park. Ah, that's okay. just to get to the front door to pay another 70 uh, to get it in. It would certainly make the difficult travel from parking lot to uh, park uh, novel. Yes, yes, that's true. It would um, also make an app to um, remember where I parked very, very useful. Yes, mm. yes, definitely. Um, Brian Lesser says, uh, something regarding Assassin's Creed that's complete and ready to go without any hitches whatsoever on the first day the theme park opens up. Yes, there's a joke in there, and I'm 100% confident you guys found it. Yes, uh, Brian, we did. Quite. Um, Wait, what was the joke? That uh, that Assassin's Creed games are often released incomplete. Yes, that's correct. That's not a joke. That's fact. <laughs> that's not, yeah, the, there is no punchline, no, sadly. No, that is fact. The joke was referencing that. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. J- Jessica Johnson uh, says the same thing or something mm. similar. A finished ride, for starters, she says. <laughs> well played. Um, yes, because... Car- Carlton McTroll Pants. Is that his uh, legal name now? Yeah, it should be. Uh, says, uh, can we ride the developers of shitty games? <laughs> <laughs> like... What is that like? Piggyback? Like, what does he mean there? Uh, I think like like pony rides, like the one that you gave your niece. Yikes! Um, That's right. Bad for their backs. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Unfortunate. Uh, Zz Nicole says, uh, "Shoot the pedo in the nuts shooting gallery." Uh, All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a turn. <laughs> uh, Scott uh, Scott Bapple says, <laughs> "You can ride the DLC trolley. You have to pay for each section of the ride." <laughs> <laughs> Like Aww. it gets happy, like the roller coaster gets it gets all the way to the top of the hill, and everybody then has to pony, pony up another dollar ninety nine for it to actually continue the that ride. That is, that is eerily. It's John's dream ride. <laughs> it just makes me want to piss my pants in protest. Uh, Amanda Hall says Assassin's Creed bungee jumping because that's not a legal concern at all. Um, Kirsten Sealander says Assassin's Creed. I don't care what of, just Assassin's Creed stuff. And then Scott Bapple chimes in once more and says. In all seriousness, though, pretty much um, any of the digital trips from Watch Dogs would be amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> A um, 4D ride on those? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yep, yep, would, would play. Would ride. <laughs> two out of two would play. Yep. 
Um, I, I do I do find it entertaining how, how many people uh, do seem to feel as though uh, the broken game issue would be a good punchline for these well, things. Well, um, yeah. Ubisoft kind of set themselves up for that one. Yeah, so. they did. If the code fits, wear it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then Dana and Bue said Rainbow Mansion, Recon Mountain, uh, Mission Clancy, Journey to the Third Echelon. Um, echelon. Echelon. <laughs> I really screwed that one up. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, and then he also chimes in with and halls of assassins, obviously for the children. Um, yes, because um, I, I can imagine that um, kids will very much want to go to the hall of assassins. I mean, because why not? Um, and then we have one more from Mitch Tile. Okay. It says they should look at Six Flags for inspiration, then change much of the geography to make navigation easier while still calling it Six Flags. You know, like Watch Dogs. <laughs> 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 uh, well played. Well played. Well played. Um, yes. And uh, and then uh, we, have, of course, have Songbird's email. Um, she says, uh, mailbag answer, for rabbits, there would be an interactive ride where you'd shoot the rabbits with your gun gun plunger. Oh, similar to the first two games. And compete that. for the top score like Disney's uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. Uh, since it's also on screen, they could also change the theme up to keep things fresh. In a rabbits restaurant, you must... In order to get your waiter's attention, and any food served would be presented and eaten from the rubber part of a plunger. We present just... this Academy Award to uh, yeah, Charles Worthley. I said we just found your uh, voiceover calling. Yeah, uh, I'd like it to be noted that um, um, Charlie's cat Maggie is in the studio with us, and he just scared the shit out of her with his bois. <laughs> yes, she does look mildly irritated. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, somber continues. Still, I'm not sure if I would go to the theme park as it's guaranteed your electronics would be hacked. Um, watchdog reference. Watchdog <laughs> reference. Um, honestly, setting Smash Brothers aside, what's your favorite Mario game? Songbird asks. Uh, also, do you know of anyone who doesn't like Mario himself? If so, why? Um, so, aside from Smash Brothers, what's our favorite Mario game? Um, I'd like to say first, leave it, leave it to Songbird mm. to like everybody, including us. Everybody that that gave mailbag responses are all cracking wise and being smart asses about the rides that would be there, and she's the only one who is like. I have some genuinely good ideas yeah. on how these things could possibly be applied, proving yet again that Songbird is smarter than all of us. Yes. I'll, I'll, yep. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, favorite Mario game that isn't Smash Brothers? Um, That's a no-brainer. Okay. Mario RPG. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you for also providing my answer. <laughs> uh, favorite Mario game that is not related to Smash Brothers? Yes. Say Mario um, is missing. Come on. Say Mario is missing. <laughs> No. Mario Math. Uh, don't, <laughs> Mario teaches uh, typing. My God. I, I forgot. I tried to block all these from my fucking memory. <laughs> Thanks a lot, assholes. No. Um, honestly, uh, as cliche as it might be, I, I'm going to say either, probably either Super Mario Brothers 3 or, or Super Mario World. I mean, really. Like, it, well, you, or Super Mario 64. It's one of those three, man. To me, that's, that's just... You got to pick one, John. You got to pick one. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Super Mario World. Mario World? Okay. Super Mario World. And John has become a Mario hipster. Mario Damn hipster it. nothing. You know what? You find me a game during the Super Nintendo era that was a platformer that was that was that was as as good if not better. Mario than that Missing. Game. That was the greatest platformer ever. That game? <laughs> oh god, that game. Just I'm busting your guys' balls because oh, of, the, of, the, the, of, of all the Nintendo you missed in the uh I remember playing Mario's show. Missing and I, I remember having this sort of like one of these things is not like the other sort of moments, you know, when I'm comparing it to other games. Pretty sure that was my first game where I got it and I was like, oh, it's just Mario. The fuck, fuck did I this? buy? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, yeah, Mario RPG. Yeah, hands absolutely. down. They need to bring it back. You hear me? I'll buy a Wii U. I'll buy two Wii U's if you give me a freaking special edition Wii U bundle yeah, with I mean, Mario it is, RPG. It is a damn good game, but I, I guess as as Mario games go, there's nothing really traditional about that game. No, and Mario that's the greatest game, part so. of it. Yep, and it has yeah. the three letters that make every game good: RPG. Yeah. <laughs> Not about every game, but yes, um, in this case, absolutely. Um, uh, do we know of anybody who doesn't like Mario? Like, um, um, here's the closest thing I can come up with it. Uh, I don't know anybody that directly dislikes Mario, but I know that my brother is intensely indifferent to <laughs> Nintendo characters. I, I had this conversation because he we grew up playing the same games. He loved. I'm just imagining because anytime Mario gets brought up, he just gets this look in his eyes, just like this cold death stare look. He's like, I just don't care. It's more. It's more like it's 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 so utilitarian, you know. And if you know my brother, and as you've heard him on the show a few times, Nick is very like. Nick is just very practical when it comes to he presents a lot of things, and so he's he his his argument for this is like when I got my 3ds, I'm like, oh, the magic of Nintendo. I I I just can't believe how much I missed the the things that I love from my youth. And, and I was like, you should play this. And he tinkered with it. And he's like, well, that's nice. You know, and he just kind of wanders off and doesn't seem at all interested. And mm-hmm. I explained to him, oh, you're missing out some good stuff. And, it, and he looks at me and he's just like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, kind of a grown man. And I just don't care anymore. All right. You know, and he made he's me feel out, like a child. He's outgrown Nintendo. It happens. Yeah, I don't think it he hates Mario. I think he's like, yeah, Mario, cool, whatever. When I was like 10, right on. But that's the closest I can think of. That is a, a, a villain opinion, if I've ever heard one. It is. It says, it says the grown-ass man that has more Batman toys than anyone I've ever met in my <laughs> life. You know, like he's, he's still got toys and action figures and this shit everywhere. This is the same Don't man. Don't let him fool you. Oh, they are adult collectibles, sir. I'm, 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 that's what Nick would say, I'm pretty sure. That's, I love that's this, something though. I would say. <laughs> I love this, though. The man who will like play a Batman game until it dies to get all the achievements, trophies, or whatever he's yeah. doing it with... And also wears a mask himself on stage and runs a very successful business doing so. Has put Mario in the binge of like when you go to the supermarket, and you're like, "Oh, hey, Steve, you're still working here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that fucking like, guy. Eh? If you if you left since high school, oh, you haven't. Your management thing that confuses cool. me about that perspective from him though is, is that he loves Costume Quest. <laughs> That's so random. Isn't that weird? Everybody has their dark secret. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, costumes. So actually, I don't find it that maybe. Weird, yeah, that could be it. Uh, Songbird continues, uh, what birthday wishes and gifts would Mario receive from other gaming icons? Uh, we should probably mention the reason that uh, Songbird is asking so many questions we, about wow. Mario. We missed the that, bus um, of news. We, uh, we, we sort of buried one of our leads here, and uh, it is Mario's 30th anniversary. 30 years. Um, congratulations, um, you, you, you lovable plumber, you, on yeah. 30 years of fantasticness. Um, and also, just a quick, uh, I posted this on our page as well, but quick shout out to... Um, uh, there have been there have been multiple times where I have just applauded whoever is running the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Twitter account. Uh. They are just so damn good at their job. Some of their responses to like people like it's just, it's just perfect. Um, so they 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 posted a birthday wish of um of a, of a, of, a, of a Sonic and Mario like high fiving like on top of like a birthday cake. But <laughs> if you look at the cake, um, it says. Mario and Lu- it says Mario and Sonic, but Sonic is done up like in the in like the Mario font, like Luigi. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just it's it's well done. It's, Amazing. It's it's, it's, it's that's uh, awesome. Yeah, very good tongue in cheek. Um, like Sonic, like Mario's true um, uh, sidekick. I guess, yes, is supposedly yes. Sonic or something like that. Um, anyways, uh, birthday wishes, uh, b- birthday wish and uh, blah, 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 uh, words hard. Uh, what birthday <laughs> wishes and gifts would Mario receive from other gaming icons? Um, 
I believe that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would give him a, a, a shell, of course, of some kind. No. Um, no. 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 He'd get a pizza from them. But, I... but that, that would be a good gift from them, but not a good gift for Mario. He's Italian. How is a pizza not a good oh gift? Oh, my God. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've heard it first on Game Red Radio. At the very least, <laughs> it's like a, a bridging of gaps between two different planes. It's almost a, a diplomatic gift at that point. Goat, I believe you, I, I predict you'll be demanding that that moment be included in the best of episode for the year. That yes. Me, me that's, the, that's, right. that's the whole episode right there. Just right in it. <laughs> Proofs in the pudding. It's just going to be on repeat for an hour and a half. Okay. I feel like I feel like Peach would would give him a letter uh, with pee wings enclosed. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> for his birthday. Oh it would well, be a letter of what? Would give him a letter uh-huh. with pee wings enclosed. The, the, you know the 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 Mario movies. three Mario reference. Three. For God's sakes, oh, man! I'm just, I, I, wow, that we're is, losing what? him here, man. Whoa, he's, that's he's way slipping. better than what I. You were like, I um, or or a a letter enclosed with a bunch of one ups in it because that's what you do. Okay, you know that seems like a suitable gift from Peach. And just, the letter, yeah, the letter would say, same shit, different day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in another castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know why, but as soon as you said, I heard my mind just went directly into like the gutter of hell and you were like I'd think Peach would give and my mind went Blumpkin I don't know why (laughs) that's why I was like oh oh that's good god what's going on moving on um let's see it was good other other gaming other gaming icons just because it's relevant what would Solid Snake give uh, Mario for his birthday oh man Um, um a box yeah, but with with what in it, or what would the box be of, or just something? I got to do a actually. Bit, we got a little bit better than that. Snake um, would give him a box of the Goomba in it and be like surprised, so he gets the exploration point. You know what? <laughs> I I think that I think that because in the tradition of Mario always getting different, like you know the Tanuki suits or the cat suit or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think that he would he would give him a sneak suit. I think he would give him a solid a solid snake right. your sneak suit. Oh man, give him the ability to sneak around, do like little stealth Mario missions. I think that Gunny would be, Mario. He would teach right. him CQC. <laughs> Um, suddenly, I want to play a game where you where you have to stealth Mario into Bowser's castle. Suddenly, I want to play this really bad. Wait, you want yeah. to play Mario Gear Solid? Yes, actually, really badly. You probably now. the story's just as fucked up. <laughs> yes, um, God, somebody make that happen. Please. Um, <laughs> let's see uh, who else who who else would be a, a good. Uh, uh, what, would, what would Commander Shepard give? Uh, uh, Mario? Commander Shepard would give he would give Mario an endorsement. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is my favorite plumber on the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite plumber on the Citadel. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, he lays the best pipe here. Ooh! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> and Peach would still ignore him. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. She's an interspecies erotica, though. There's her and Bowser got something going on. Oh, this is too good. We've got to think of one more. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to top that shit. <laughs> like, see, I-, I wanted to be a dick and say Kratos would give Mario his sales numbers. Oh, <laughs> um, huh. uh, and uh, one more because it's relevant. Um, Ezio, Ezio Auditore. What, what, would, what Ezio... would he give? Uh, what would he give Mario uh, for his, for for Mario's birthday? Um... Wait, is that the Assassin's Creed guy? Uh huh. Yeah. So he'd give him a knife to the throat. No, my God, <laughs> it's not a present. That is not for a an assassin. It is. No, no you win. Soon. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> what would he give him? What would what would be applicable there? A fucking Assassin's Creed. Parkour uh, lessons. He would oh, give him parkour, parkour lessons. lessons. There you that go. would be good. There you go. Yeah. Teach him a little wall running. Yeah. You know, yep. teach him yeah. how to climb. Teach It'd be an to... assassin's fitness. Yeah. Come <laughs> as you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, um, 
a guest spot on Ninja Warrior. If anything, <laughs> would, would probably teach him how to be able to land gracefully at the whatever the bottom of the bottomless pits are. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's true. Take, well, you don't have to worry about it. You wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. He just, mm. you know, he just fall on the side and be like, psh, 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 I'm out. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't um, kill the Mario. There we go. I, I, I'm satisfactory with our answers on that. And uh, Songbird has a final question for us. If you three were warped back in time and met young Miyamoto, uh, what would you tell him and or do with him, uh, presuming you can understand each other? So removing language barrier. Um, what so would, Google Translate. Uh, sure. Uh, or we just speak Japanese. Um, so awesome. Well, so, so we're back to the futuring, back in time to young Miyamoto. And now keep in mind, uh, we're going to apply we're gonna apply time travel rules here. So whatever we do or say to Miyamoto would, would affect the future. Butterfly effect like a motherfucker. Yes, exactly. Um, so how would we, how would we, what would we do or say with Miyamoto that would change potentially change uh, everything that he does in the future. Um, hmm. I would tell him one thing. Hmm. The word we you <laughs> is banned. But we don't know that that was his doing. <laughs> yeah, though. this is, yeah, he's not the president of oh, Nintendo. Right. He's just the guy that he's invented He's just a guy. Um, um, I, would, I, would, I would try and coax him into finishing and releasing Star Fox 2. Because <laughs> yeah. that never happened. There you go. But mostly, if uh, there's not really much I would change about the way he's done anything. So, okay. I, I, all I would want is to just shadow him for a day and watch him work. I would like to see what... Now, this is young Miyamoto. Yeah. So he's not making games yet. I'm no, just, no, it's no. how I'm reading this. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I have the thing that'll help all of us that he needs to know. Regions mean nothing. Put your game... Put, put everything you do in all regions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Or we get I, Game or... & Watch. We get, like... Final Fantasy's in order. <laughs> Could do the crummy thing, the the Back to the Future 2 Biff Tannen Gray's Sports Almanac thing and go in there and fucking coach his ass out on making these characters. <laughs> I got this great idea. Fucking Donkey Kong, man. Just to get your name in the you credits, know? basically? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just to fucking <laughs> no. own Nintendo. Just a, a special yeah. thanks. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. To have stock in the company. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you Amiibo. Yeah. We need to make Amiibo. <laughs> Be like this man. I would make him bullshit up. Get him out of here. (laughs) If I was gonna do something like that with alternate timeline, Biff, I would definitely invent the title um, IP coordinator, and then all the IPs that I may or may not come up with, I get full royalties for. All right. Um, God, I just don't have a good answer for this one. I'm struggling here. Um, Honestly, I've, just hang. I just hang out with the dude. Yeah. I just I would just like to see how that guy's mind works, even yeah. if it's not while making games, because the dude's a genius. Yeah. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Um, yep. So thank you, Songbird, and everybody else that replied to our mailbag answer this week. Uh, we, um, you, you, you all are the heart and soul of Gamerhead Radio, and I just don't know what we do without you. That was the most, like sweet gentle cop out I've ever seen in my life what the hell at the end there he was what? just like he was I just know. like no I don't have to agree with John on that was fucking, let's, let's run run for the door John Char- was just such a good answer I Char- just can't I, 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 I can't really do anything Char- else thank you Charlie, for my I know, ego I, I know exactly what we'd do if they didn't send in mailbag answers we wouldn't answer mailbag answers and it would leave us cold and empty inside it's true and that's, that's true. Why Our they show are the, would be worse for why it. Are they, they, that's why they are. Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I love them. But <laughs> I'm just saying, if they didn't give them, we wouldn't answer them. We would die, goat. We, <laughs> really? we would just die. 
Gamerhead Radio as a show would do. Yeah, if we didn't have listeners and people were yes, that's go. true. Yes, moving on. Um, John, what do you have coming up in your? In, uh, in um, your, in your right time? now, uh, since we finished Metacon last weekend, uh, that's our last contractual obligation for the year. Currently, uh, had made some mention that we were uh, we were working on a contract for something that might be involving Six Flags. That has changed into something else. We are still going to be working with Six Flags. We're not done working. Uh, we're not done working on what that is yet. Oh and my God! V for Villains theme park. You know what? If In Hong they, Kong, it, what they really should do if they if they're smart is license the Mister Agitator hat ride, where the, it's like the teacups. Oh, that sounds. Sit in the hat and oh no, no, that title says it's something that kids should not be involved with. Madness. Um, no, but we'll announce what that is as it gets closer to being done. But we are going to. We're not going to be performing there as what was the original kind of agreement, just to kind of let the cat out of the bag. Now that we're not doing, we were going to be performing at Fright Fest. Um, but the nature of what they need from us has changed in such a way that uh, we're going to be they're going to be working with us in a different way, which is still a really great thing. It's just kind of sort of a unique thing. Um, but as far as live performances go, we have nothing booked in Chicagoland right now. We have nothing booked abroad. It is the weird, the most weird, quiet thing. But it is that way by design because we are, you know, we got a lot of work to do on our record yet still and costumes and every fucking thing else. And if you don't stop long enough to make progress on on the things that aren't performing, you have no time to do so. Um, for me, otherwise, it's just going to be a, a, a shitload of schoolwork, man. I'm, I'm just going to stop talking about school on the air because it sucks. Um, but that's it, you know. Um, I'm taking a slight break from social media, uh, mostly because of school. And uh, it's kind of good. I need to flush my system of it anyways every now and again. I, I, I need to escape the toxicity of uh, social media, which I'm doing right now. I'll be back shortly on there. Other than Gamerhead and, and villain-related stuff, I'm taking a break on a personal level. That's it, man. More games. I'm going to try and play some new stuff again this coming week. Tinker with some of the stuff I have been playing for the last few months. And maybe actually fucking finish something. I've been terrible about finishing games this year. I suggest you try Don't Starve. Well, I'm trying not to starve. <laughs> it shouldn't be a problem because you're no pizza. <laughs> All right, what about you? Go? What do you got coming up? Um, we're about chest deep in the record now for Codename Phoenix. Right on. It's uh we're committed. It's it's happening. Taylor High Water fires or not. Uh um uh you can follow us on Twitter at Phoenix Codename because somebody had Codename Phoenix. I'm pretty suave. I can switch things around. Um so that's Phoenix Codename on the Twitter. That's all we're at right now. I'm doing updates as fast as I can and as relevant as I can. Um home for a little bit. Nothing on the docket really for going out on adventures to so get my lovely voice until further notice. Uh, I'm gonna try to play more games next week, other than one. So, what do you what do you do? I know, oh, sir, pony. What do you yes. have? <laughs> um, yes, this uh, this yeah, th- this episode has been uh, sorely lacking in pony references. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but uh, on my side of things, uh, we're we're basically just trucking along with our preparation and work on Ponyville Cider Fest. Um, uh, if, if anybody's interested in that, um, I've mentioned it before, but, um, you know, just uh, check out pointofvillesliderfest.com and, um, you know, we, we are, we, we had planned on announcing another guest, um, this, this past week that there have been some hiccups in that, uh, in, in just the, uh, the, the signing on the dotted line. And so um, hopefully that will be coming up soon. Um, but, uh, aside from, and aside from that, um, just, uh, really looking forward to November 20th through 22nd and, um, and uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's going to be a good time. Um, for my beer of the week, um, I am going to uh, go back to one of my classics. This is this is one of the beers I've checked into most on Untapped. Um, it is a Dirty Bastard by uh, by Founders Brewing Company. It is a Scotch ale slash wee heavy, depending on what you want to call the, sc- the call the style. Um, if you haven't had a Scotch ale, they are they are very 
caramely, I guess you could almost say. Well, here, I'll read, I'll, I'll read Founder's own description of the beer. Uh, so good, it's almost wrong. Dark ruby in color and brewed with seven varieties of imported malts. Complex in finish with a hints of smoke and peat. Paired with a malty richness and a right hook of hop power to give it the bad attitude that a beer named Dirty Bastard has to live up to. Ain't for the wee lads. Um, so yeah, it's very malty. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a unique style of beer. It is an 8.5% beer, but it is uh, available almost all year round. Available in six packs, I think, for about 10 bucks most anywhere you go so it's uh, definitely one of the more accessible ones of um, uh, nationwide of uh, a lot of the beers that i've mentioned a lot of them are local or a limited release um, but uh yeah no dirty bastard um if you are interested in all the scotch ales uh, it's quite excellent so for next week's show we're going to do our first and what hopefully will be a series of episodes where we take a, a focus piece and uh, we, we, we take a look at a studio and we kind of just just look at that studio and their their catalog of games and their history and how they got to where they are and just you know just kind of kind of focus on a particular studio um, you know, we're hoping to do some of the bigger ones that you've probably heard of, including some of the smaller ones um, that, that you might not have heard of. Um, so for next week's show, the first studio that we're going to do our first focus piece on is a studio that um, unless you've played any of the Skylanders games, you probably haven't heard of because that's pretty much what they do. Uh, the studio is Toys for Bob. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty much solely responsible for, for Skylanders and everything going along with it. So next week's focus piece is going to be on the studio toys for bob and how they got to uh how they got to where they are our mailbag question for you is going to be um so with you know like with skylanders and amiibo and the new lego dimensions and disney infinity and all these you know different brands and series of video games interacting with toys that we see coming out our question to you is going to be what what video game series or or toy series or just really anything you can think of would you like to see if uh somebody to come out with um, a video game and toy line in the same vein as like a Skylanders and Amiibo. So for example, let's say you really like G.I. Joe and you would love it if they would come out with a G.I. Joe game and a series of action figures of G.I. Joe that will kind of work in the same uh, in the same manner or maybe in a slightly different manner. Let us know what you think about that. That is our mailbag question to you for next week. And so if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K-Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer, like Matt Elfring hasn't for the last two weeks. Uh, download the official GamerHead Radio app on Google Play and Android. That's a good thing and a bad thing. Because that means he's working hard in the studio. Oh, he's 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 dreaming something up. I know no, he's cooking up something. All he right. actually did say that he was sorry for not uh, opining this past week, but I'm sure that's because yeah, that was probably... last week, not this week. Oh, yeah. that was last week. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I'm I'm hoping that the, the it's going to be worth the wait when he does return to the voicemail. The only official radio app on Google Play and Android. Or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Thank you very much for listening. This has been an overly Apple-y episode of Gamerhead Radio. Appley, overly appley, overly appley. I actually, it's actually really easy to say. Multiple overly appley, overly appley, overly appley. It does. It kinda... should, you, you, I, I feel we should add an iCarly reference in there, but I pair. <laughs>
You, how do you even know what iCarly is? Uh, they're hot and they're of legal. Of course. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. They're I mean, like 25. I, 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 I All of them like... are 25. I do that. I'll be like, kids shows. I'm like, well, they're not. Obviously, they're not 14. And I'm like, yeah, 23. Okay. 27. I can watch this show <laughs> and not feel dirty about myself. Watch air quotes. Look at my air quotes. And watch. <laughs> watch. Yeah.